Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome to the November 2019 episode of Mario's Minute. I am your host, Mr. Mario 2011, and this is episode 23. In case you do not know, this is a monthly podcast I do uh, where I kind of talk about whatever the hell I want to. Sometimes I have a guest, sometimes I don't. I try and alternate every month. Now, as I said, this is a podcast, so if you are wanting this in audio form to take on the go wherever you want, uh, you can check out Mario's Minute. Just look it up in most of your favorite podcast providers or apps. I really haven't found any that I can't find it on. And if you're wanting a video with, in my opinion, a cool looking visualizer, as well as a place to leave a comment, you can check out my YouTube channel, Mr. Mario 2011, and it is uploaded there. I typically upload these episodes the last Wednesday of every month. So for anybody who is going to be celebrating Thanksgiving in the US, uh, happy early Turkey Day or happy early, or happy current or late Turkey Day if you're listening to it then. Uh, we are going to be recording this a little bit early, uh, just because of scheduling and such. I'd rather not be, you know, taking away time from the holidays and such to do this. That's just my own thing. <laughs> but I'd rather have it delivered to you all, you know, at that time. So maybe if you're celebrating and you need to get away from your family for a little bit, just like mentally or even physically, maybe this can help you out. I don't know. I know how the holidays go. But anyways, I did say we, because this is one of those alternative episodes where I have a guest on. So, to my guest, who the hell are you? My name is, well, I used to be Epic Martin 7, but now I'm that one martini. Um, and uh, I guess you could think of me as a sentient living martini glass um, that is not able to drink martinis because he's 20 right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm a normal, I'm a normal human being. I'm not, I'm... I mean, honestly, on the internet, you can really convince people, I guess, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, no, um, that one martini, uh, I've been, I don't know, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I used to work, I used to be kind of a, a pseudo gaming journalist, I guess, um, worked for a um, website for uh, called Source Gaming, uh, shout out, shout outs to them, shout outs to Colin, by the way, cool dude who works there, um, you know, uh, then after that, I, um, I left because um, I basically wanted to focus on college and stuff, and uh, yeah, and here's where I and here I am. Right on, right on. Well, thank you for coming on board, uh, talking martini glass. I, I was going to ask actually. So it's funny because even though you've been using the name that one martini uh, for a while now at this point, I still think of you as Epic Martin. Like in my head, I just link it to that. Uh, I guess what made you choose that one martini? Only because it's, like, good branding, I think. Because, like, Epic Martin was, like, a name I chose as a teenager. Um, only because of the epic face. Um, and my name is Martin, obviously. So I was like, you know what? That might, you know, that might need a name change a little bit. Um, I am plus two kind of in the back of my head. And honestly, this is not, like, a thing I'm actively working on. But, like... I've been thinking about maybe getting into solo content creation for a little while, but um, considering I'm too busy to do that, um, it, right now it's just kind of like a nice refreshing branding change. I totally feel that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm maybe the worst person when it comes to talking about like doing a branding refresh, though, because I've been using the Mr. Mario 2011 name for shit, 12 years. No, no, hold on. You know, it's been 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I, I know there was one person. Th- there's only been like one person who ever called out. They're just like, Mr. Mario, that sounds kind of childish. And I'm like, well, I was a, t- yeah, a young teenager when I thought of it. And I just, I still think it's cool. So whatever. It, it has meaning I mean, to me. <laughs> I mean, hey, Epic Martin does have a ring to it. But, yeah, uh, it does. It does. Yeah. I just have to get used does. to that one martini. But I, I like your branding and everything and what you did with the with the talk martini class. I, I remember <laughs> we talked about this before. I had asked if it was, um, I asked if it was at all inspired by the incredibly demented cartoon movie. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I've never heard of that, actually. It was, so. it was like peak stuff to watch and uh, I don't know, like early internet, t- well, okay, early childhood internet times for me, like 2005, 2006, something like that. For, for anybody that doesn't know, no, I think it's called The Demented Cartoon Movie and it's a 30 minute random flash animation and there's a character in there named Bloing Bloing and his face looks very similar to the martini glasses face, which is what reminded me of that. Oh gee, I think you might have linked that to me before. I did. Like no, I did. You did. Oh my gosh! Like oh my god, I forgot to watch. You know what? I'll bookmark it and I'll watch it like tomorrow. Perfect. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. I recommend so. it. And ju- just when you're watching it, just remember how how insane it is it? It's a 30 minute flash animation of all things. <laughs> yeah, no, that must have had insane work put into it. Flash is not the easiest thing to deal with. Yeah, no, no, no. That was why, like in the the early aughts, I guess that's what it is that's why like all the flash animations were like 30 seconds or one or two minutes so even if you ran into something that was like five minutes that was insane but then (laughs) i remember running into the demented cartoon movie and one day i just sat there because i tried to watch it several times i just sat there one day i was like i'm gonna watch this until the end and i was like holy shit this is 30 minutes how long (laughs) did they work on this for yeah, no, some people just have too much time on their hands. I don't know how they do it. But you know what? It's it's permanently ingrained in the internet and in my head, so I love it. Yeah. There you go. If uh, if it does get offline and people have brain memory reading technologies, and they can just go into your head and there yeah, you go. Sure. I mean, you'll you'll have things like the character blowing blowing, for example. You have classic skits on there, such as pass the H bomb. So that is an actual thing that happens in there. That, okay, now it actually makes me more intrigued. <laughs> 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 Alright, we'll, yeah, we'll have to sit down and watch it. Yeah, it's very much a thing that a 12-year-old would find hilarious. Would that, that would be awesome to do like a reaction video to it, Yo. like on your channel. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I might have to. It's not going to happen, but that is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got better things to do now as an adult yeah i guess so also i really just don't want to do the the reaction video type thing i don't like the youtubers that do that i don't i don't blame you because there's way more acting involved than meets the eye but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. also just like the whole it seems scummy too like i've seen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drop their name but there is one youtuber who they've been known for gaming stuff and they've had their fair share of controversies and they've been known to kind of bypass copyright things but right now their new shtick and i looked at like their views compared to their regular gaming videos like a reaction video will get like two hundred thousand views a gaming video will get like nine or ten thousand views but their reaction videos they're going through and watching anime and what they do is they just record themselves watching this but then they like gently superimpose the anime into the corner of the screen but then put some effects (laughs) on it and then flip it backwards so therefore (laughs) you can watch like a low quality version of that episode with them and it will bypass content id oh my god yeah and i just i hate everything about that 
there oh my god there was one youtuber of course i'm not going to drop their name and i think this is relating to wrestling videos they have almost a million subscribers just by doing reaction videos it's it's I am, crazy i am not surprised there's way too many youtubers that got known for that i know dude it's I don't know, and yeah, I'm not going to say any more because I could have so much more to say that could fill up like three hours of, of something, you know? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but, but speaking of that, I guess not on that topic, but I know uh, you had talked a little, about, a little bit about Source Gaming, and one of the things I like to talk about with all of my you know, guests is kind of how we know each other. So the way we had met was, I know you were following me on Twitter at least, and then when you were part of Source Gaming, you had reached out for a collaboration, kind of like a discussion piece that we were doing on Source Gaming, right? Yeah, and uh, don't mind the train, by the way, just letting you know, there's a train going by, and uh, he doesn't <laughs> want me to answer anything, apparently. So, yeah, I know, that's my life for you. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I remember I reached out for a collaboration. I think it was a video, wasn't it? Wasn't it, like, talking about, like, the Switch motherboard revision? Or was it, like... Oh, that was... I think there was... Because we did the Switch motherboard revisions when, like, Mariko was just discovered in the code of the firmwares. And then I think the yeah. other one we did... Um, we did, like... The second one we did, wasn't it, like, an E3-related thing where we were talking about, like, what all the companies we thought they were going to do? Yeah, that was the last video we did together uh, yes. at Source Gaming before I left. So actually, you know what? Let me pull up their channel real quick uh, in a quiet manner so that way I don't interrupt the recording. But um, yeah, because like, I, I remember we did something that was um, prior to the motherboard stuff. Um, and uh, I think... Uh, yeah, that it, it must have been beforehand. It, it was, I, I don't know if it was, I mean, it must have been modding related somehow, like obviously, but I'm thinking, well, hold on, hold on. I, I think the three we did, so this actually kind of leads into even one thing I talked about because we technically there was three things. It was the, the kind of modding and motherboard related discussion. We, it was only you and I. And then there was another one where we had a third person on there, where we were kind of talking about our thoughts on like all the E3 stuff uh, for all the companies. And there was a third video, which even to this day, I have not seen. It was about Super Mario War, and that was like the lost video that I collaborated on. Yeah, no, you did collaborate on that scrap video, and then it still hasn't been, yeah, it still hasn't been released for several reasons I think we won't get into, but... Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, th I think you did, f well, if we consider the discussion into one thing, I think you've done three or four. I want to say three, because I'm just, I'm putting the discussion into one, so I want to say it's been like, there's been three collaborative projects I've worked with you on. Yeah, no, when I punch in your username into the Source Gaming channel, um, the only thing that comes up is that motherboard video, the discussion videos, and then something... Uh, and then something about like a live stream thing, huh. um, okay. like Good Morning Source Gaming or something. It has my name and your name. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't think I did any live stream stuff with you all. So, hmm. Yeah. Strange. I don't know. But all well. Yeah. Yeah. That was how I, I remember that was how you initially reached out. And I wanted to say it's like I because I remember we were corresponding quite a bit on Twitter and then I had followed you at one point. 
But I will say, Martin, big shout out to you. And I just want to kind of give this heads up to anyone else. If you want to collaborate with, it's not just YouTubers. If you want to collaborate with anyone, first of all, just reach out. I use the, uh, I, I use the logic that uh, Nardwar, the human serviette, had said before. Like, he had a whole speech. He had a TED Talk about this where he's gotten to do all these crazy, um, like, crazy interviews. Like, he's interviewed Kurt Cobain. He's interviewed Snoop Dogg because he just <laughs> asked. And that was his yeah. whole thing. He said he just asked, so just ask. That's what I recommend doing. But on top of just asking, this is the big piece I want everyone to come away with. Don't just be like, hey, let's collab on something. Bring something to the table. And I'm not even saying you have to have, you know, a large following or anything. But just come be like, hey, would you like to collab? This is the idea I was thinking of. This is the project. This is kind of what I'm thinking of. All right, you want to do this? Cool. I'll send you an outline or a script later on, what have you. And you always came prepared. And I have to give you huge credit for that. Thank you. Think about that. Um, I want to be honest, like the reason, one of the reasons why, so the founder of um, uh, Source Gaming's name, his surname was Push Dustin. The reason why he kind of hired me was because I was one of the people that just gone in and did something. Like mm -hmm. just gone in and had some, you know, like I'd ask people questions. Like I personally, for me, I'm fine with asking anyone anything. I mean, well, of course, within reasons, you know, you can't ask them like, you know, like weird stuff. But I mean, sure, you know sure. I mean? no butt stuff. Right. It, it, exactly, man. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like. I, I would go in and ask them, hey, you know, is this going on, blah, blah, blah. And I never really had that fear because to me and my philosophy, there is no such thing as a stupid question. I mean, there might be stupid answers, but I mean, like there is like, you just, you just go in and do something, you know? And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Sure. You know, that's how I've always approached things. So yeah, no, I, I did that with a lot of content creators and, and, Part of the reason why, because like when I started Source Gaming, what, my first job was to do a thing called featured content, where I would go in and feature specific smaller content creators on the website. So I was already like familiar with like searching for different people, and it kind of extended when I did a lot of discussion video stuff, and I was able to make you know original content. Sure. So. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, even on that too, I, I know you always handled yourself real well with it because again, even just like, as I said, just coming to prepared to the table, uh, it doesn't seem like, I'm sure to some people it's, it seems like an obvious thing, but you'll run into so many people that are just like, Hey, let's collab. And they, they just want to collab just to do something. And even if you agree, it's like they, they really have no forward thinking after that of like what they want to do or what have you but it's always a good thing like when pretty much any of the people i have collaborated with whether it be like yourself mvg um rocker gaming i did some stuff with him there's going to be some other stuff coming here soon as well too um some of it has been like if i reach out I'll always be like, hey, this is an idea. This is why I want to include you. What do you think? But even vice versa, when others have reached out to me, it's just, it's not like even one person has to do all the work. It's very, because that's not, you know, what the collaborative effort is. But at least show that you're putting something forward. You're willing to go halfway and say, this is the idea I have. This is why I want to include you. This is why I think your input would be good. What have you. Not brown nosing anyone, mind you, but just going in with that. And then hopefully whoever you collaborate with, something cool 
cool comes out of it. I guess just what I'm wanting to say as well is don't don't just collaborate for the sake of collaborating and bring nothing to the table. Just know like, hey, bro, let's collab. And then nothing happens after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, dude, it drives me crazy when like, especially when I was in school and stuff, people were like, hey, you want to work on something together? Sure. Um, what do you want to do? I don't know. Really? <laughs> <laughs> did, did they do that because you had like a you, they, you had some form of internet cloud that was higher than theirs? <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. I mean, all right. That, yeah. That's that's most of the time they work with me because I had had some sort of advantage, mm -hmm. and yeah, it, I, I guess I can share one story. The first story sure. of the uh, the episode. Uh, when I was in my senior year of high school, I actually got stuck in a freshman class. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why is because there were so many freshmen that came into my high school that they had to figure out classes for them. But the seniors, because there were so few of them, they got basically the last part of the stick, almost. Um, there was like, what, 45 graduating seniors and there was like 90 freshmen that came in. Okay, so yeah, double. Wow. Yeah, so literally, um, some of us had to go and do online classes, or um, some of some of them, um, of course, did dual enrollment, which is awesome. But for me, I had to do gym again, which was weird, and then I had to do a freshman um, class, which was also weird because I was like, so one of my friends was in there. Um, they were a senior, but then like the entire class of like 30, there was like 28 freshmen. All right. And it was, <laughs> it was just, oh my God. What class dude. was it? it? Um, it was earth science. Okay. Gotcha. And literally <laughs> the teacher wanted me in there. Um, okay. So just to kind of back up, um, I was only going to take the class for about a semester and then go to an art class afterwards. Um, however, the teacher wanted me, um, in the, um, class for the entire year because I was the only one that could control the class. Oh my God. So they pretty much need you as an unofficial TA. Yes. Yes, pretty much. And I, and basically I was like, honestly, I'm just going to go to the art class cause art's easier when you're a senior, <laughs> you know? You get so. along really well with everyone once you're a senior, like like teachers and such, because they're just like, hey, you're going to get out of my hair and start your own life here soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was pretty much me. Like, I was just more laid back during my senior year. And, of course, you have that senioritis thing. But, like, j just in general, you know, I got along with everyone else and they didn't really impose their authority on me all that much. And it, it was it was nice. That's awesome. It was nice. And now being in college, of course, it's way different because everyone's on the same playing field. And <laughs> mm -hmm. I, so. I will say this. Senioritis didn't hit me really at all in high school. There were times where I wasn't motivated. But I'd say senioritis hit me real bad in college for two reasons. One of them was I spent a extra semester in college uh, just, to, just because I took like pretty much three credit hours less a few semesters than I should have. So then I just mm -hmm. had to make it up the last semester. So my very last semester was 12 credit hours, um, which was the minimum you needed for a full semester, like for a full-time undergrad semester. Um, but on top of that as well, the real big killer is 
in my field, it was highly recommended to go out and get internships, and these internships are paid. So it's like you go out and you do something almost completely different than what you're doing in classes, and you're getting paid like real money for the first time, and it's such a nice feeling for two or three months. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you're like, oh no, this sucks. I actually liked working. <laughs> and and depending on you know when you do your internship, because I had one going into... I had one going from junior to senior year, and then I had one going from senior year to my half victory lap. So at that time, it was like, you know, I did my first internship and I was like, oh, God, I have maybe a year, year and a half left of this. And then, you know, I do my second one. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm only four months away. So at those points, I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm so checked out. I just I just want to I want to get the feeling of real money again. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm almost I'm actually trying to become what they call a um, a student instructor. Uh, right now um for because i guess we can get into this right now like my degree i'm going for is um astrophysics um and one of the classes they teach in my community college is intro to astronomy so i'm trying to become um a uh, a student assistant there and it actually pays um pretty decent amounts i'm 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 surprised man uh you work like i'll be honest i'll be open about it you work like 25 hours a week and you get like $10 an hour, which is, well, yeah. Yeah. It's not that. Yo. And I, I put on for those, uh, for any of those like college, like on campus classes because they, they do, they don't want to overwork you. Yeah. They do cap you like 20, 25 hours because you're a student first. That's it. Like you're in college to be a student. Um, so they make sure that they work around your schedule because again, you're a student. And on top of that, a lot of these, like, a lot of those nice jobs you don't have to work a ton they're not back breaking they're not super strenuous and yeah you can get paid like eight nine ten eleven dollars an hour to do almost nothing dude exactly i was like i i was surprised i didn't think about this earlier because like i always wanted kind of a summer job because i always i just got really bored man and i was Mm -hmm. like you know i think this would be a really good way to get wages just because like you said they accommodate for your schedule and I don't know, I just feel like a, a dumbass for not thinking of this earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I got you. At least you thought of it now, which is great. I definitely, I worked, let's see, um, I want to, because freshman to sophomore, so, yeah. So I worked two summer jobs on campus, and oh my goodness, they were great. Um, it, it got to, the best part, it got to the point, because I was doing like IT work, but, dude, my favorite part, and I didn't have access to this only during the summer. Uh, I actually end up taking this one over later on. But at, like, my peak job level there, uh, I was controlling a computer lab. I had my own office. I had to help out with IT between four or five different buildings for this one specific um, field of study. And I was getting paid, you know, well enough for a college student. Uh, But in my office, I had, you know, multiple test benches for computers. I had, like, extra parts, all the tools that I needed. But I'd brought in my game consoles as well, too. So, like, by the end of it, I had, I think I had, like, a stock retail 360, a hard modded Xbox 360, an Xbox One. Sometimes I brought in the Wii U. Um, I had a PSTV all sitting in there. <laughs> it was amazing. So sometimes when I'm just like, man, I don't want to talk to anybody. I would just like go in, close the door to my office, and just be playing games or watching Netflix. <laughs> Dude, that's that's amazing. I I wish I could do that, but 
Yeah, this this student position is going to be like I actually have to set up like what is it study hours and stuff Sure. and you know and I I think I'll have fun with that because I kind of have a uh, in a weird way a teaching itch like I love to tell people information and I think it'd be really well suited for a teaching position Oh, that's fantastic. so yeah man like I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it if I get hired For so sure. yeah Well, I wish the we'll best have to. for you. I wish the best. Thanks, man. So, although I'm going to be honest, this month has already been busy as it is, so I'm not really, like, super focused on that yet, but, <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. I'm even thinking of like, because you said, you know, you'd have to set up like, you know, kind of helpful hours and such there. A lot of times you're probably just going to be sitting there doing nothing, I can imagine, because I'm sure there's people who are going to like maybe one or two people come in or nobody will come in. So I have no doubt that you'll probably spend a decent amount of time doing your own studying or doing your own homework or just like messing around on your laptop or phone. Yeah, that could be a possibility. I mean, I the only time I think people will really come in is probably during like test crunches when they're trying to study last minute. Oh, sure. So, so yeah, I think that'll be the case. Um, I actually, I think one of the things I have to do though is be in the class as they're um, teaching it, and I'm like one of the hands that would go in and help people when they raise their hand and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. So you'll have to be inside some actual classes. Yeah, basically. And I think I'll help like organize some stuff and I'll have some influence in the curriculum. Like it's it's more of a heavier thing, but I think it's something I can handle. I gotcha. Um and and like you said, at study you know, study groups and stuff, I could you know, if no one comes in then hey, my own personal time. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I, I know those. I, I will say, I think the only thing just, which just can be kind of frustrating because I guess it's you kind of versus the curriculum. Don't be this kind of TA. I know there was uh, in one of my English classes, we had to write a paper um, kind of uh, theoretically saying, hey, this needs to be fixed on campus. And there was one guy who was funny. He was like cussing and everything and got really passionate about it in class. And I can totally understand. But he was in, I want to say, Calc 2. And he needed help figuring something out. So his thing was, we need to get better TAs. At first, that was it. Because he said, I went to the TAs. I needed help with this. The TAs had no idea what they were doing. And they said, oh, well, you're only going to do this in in you know calc 2 and you're never going to do it again so this is useless and it's like for right me short term it's not useless at all i'm going to get tested on this i need to know how to do it for my homework i need to know how to do it for my test but if you're telling me we only do this one time for a week in my entire curriculum it's never used again what the hell is going on and then it kind of turned into this discussion of well hold on do you have a bad ta who doesn't know what they're doing or do Oh, you have no. a bad curriculum that is really stressing you out about this one thing that's never, ever going to be used again. Oh, jeez. Wow, that... Oh, my God, that'd be so awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good discussion class, but I he, he was so pissed off about it. And I was like, no, I feel that. I feel that energy 100%. <laughs> yeah, honestly, in, in my opinion, if you are a TA that doesn't really know anything, the best thing to do is just, like, sit in the corner... And just let the class do its thing. You know, just it, it's better to not tell someone false information than to just like plausibly deny it. Like I plead the fifth Yep. in that class. <laughs> Pull the Martin Shkreli thing. Oh, God. <laughs> all he did was plead the fifth and sit there with this Wu-Tang album. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, well. <sighs> yeah. Oh, boy. So one thing I, I wanted to... 
uh, kind of bring up briefly as well, too, because I know we talked about the, the last Source Gaming project, and we don't have to harp on it too much, but I just want to let people know this was, I think you teased it one time, and then as you'd left Source Gaming, this didn't come out. But technically, I didn't collaborate directly with him, but I am in a collaboration video with Scott the Waz that is sitting on a yes. hard drive somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. It's actually on my computer as we speak right now. It's still there. Um, and I, you don't want to, it kind of reminded me, I, I should upload it to, to Google Drive for you to see it. Uh, I was going to ask if you, if you could do that and I'm not going to share it around, but if you could do it, that'd be awesome because so my younger brothers, I'm going to be seeing them here soon at one point and they absolutely love Scott the Waz. So they will freak the fuck out watching this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, man, I understand that. Uh, I understand. So I'll, I'll, I'll do that after, after this, like, okay. I, Perfect. I've just been, man, I've just been so busy, like I said, so I haven't had time to upload it, but I, I will do that. And I'll be honest, too, like, I'm one of those low lifers who have AT&T as their internet, so my internet's trash, but... <laughs> question what like what well what speeds are you getting in such at&t because see i so i guess my thing is like when i was in high school um i actually kind of wanted at&t because it was pretty comparable to what i was getting on broadband and also yeah. i don't know if this is still the thing but at that point my broadband service was monitoring for peer-to-peer -peer traffic and you know illegal downloads and such and at&t apparently didn't but it seems like in the past few years now everything has just gone above and beyond at&t <laughs> Yeah, no, man. Um, I it's been a while since I've done like any sort of like speed test or anything like that. Um, however, I know that like if I upload something to Google Drive, it'll just like randomly stop sometimes, and then it'll like upload again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It could be just like a personal router issue, but I don't know. It just it's not consistent with its uploading and sometimes even like restarts the upload in general. So <sighs> that's annoying. I, yeah, it is. And it was one of the limitations I had when I worked for source gaming. Cause like I tried to upload a video, but then my computer would have to be on all night because it'd take like a bajillion hours just to upload it. Um, I actually have to limit the, uh, the, the resolution of like 720p even though we live in an age where like 1080p is more the lower standard and then you have 4k or sure. 1440p so yeah man it's just i it kind of reminds me like i need to upgrade my internet um if i get my own place and get a better gaming rig or rig in general if i'm looking to be a content creator so mm -hmm. Uh, you and the thing is you can be a content creator now for not even that much money thankfully i mean like a mid-series gaming rig will suit you pretty damn well and then you know having a decent microphone i mean you've got that on deck already and if you're gonna you know do anything camera based webcams for the first time in like a long time are actually pretty damn good now dude i got lucky with the uh, the microphone this is my built-in laptop microphone that actually not. sounds pretty nice for a built-in mic yeah, no, the only issue is if I raise a little bit of the the volume when me when I'm talking this low, there's a lot of static. Okay. Lots of static. If I keep it low enough, it's fine, but it just that's why I really want like a dedicated microphone just because I don't have to do and a noise canceler too or filter or whatever just sure, because sure. I can you know for a while i actually like when i was like first kind of getting into youtube i remember i used like you know onboard mics and then i went and bought like a one dollar mic and then i eventually got like webcam mic so actually for a while 
uh, I was using a webcam as sometimes I'd use it as a webcam, but I was mostly using a webcam as a microphone. And then the time I changed, cause it was still working just fine. But when I ended up moving into an apartment, I had like super, I, I was in a corner and I had like super solid concrete, um, walls all around me and it was great but then when I started recording stuff, I was like, oh, this is a little bit tinnier and echo- more echoey than I'd like. And at the time, I remember I did a collaborative effort with, uh, he doesn't really do stuff anymore, but Johnny Guns. And he has a perfect radio voice, had a great sound setup, and I compared it to mine. And I was like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. So right there, I bought a new mic. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't blame you, man. You you compare to stuff uh, to other people, and it's like, man, I wish I had that. And you just go buy out and revamp it. Yeah, and then it, it's like a constant cycle. It's like, oh, he has a better better camera. I should go get that. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, man. Yeah, I, I think at one point it's kind of just realizing, hey, what you got is pretty good. It can be upgraded, but you know, it can it, it, upgrades can always happen. But if you're not having problems with your stuff, just keep at it. See, for me, when it comes to my like PC, it is becoming, it's it's my school laptop for all intents and purposes, but it's falling apart. Like the hinge snaps and shit. Like you you want you want to hear this? Sure. Did you hear it? Yeah, I, I heard like a pop and a click. Yeah, if, I mean that's all I'll do because I don't want to ruin it. But yeah, did we lose you? No, no. I'm, oh my god! I'm please here. don't tell me we lost you. <laughs> Oh my god. We, like, we ended up losing Martin there. He wanted to do show and tell and destroy the call. <laughs> it was my computer that was rebelling against me. Oh my god. Doing that. I told you before the discussions shit like that happens to me. Oh boy. I'll probably oh. run into a pole when we're when we're discussing. You're gonna be completely stationary and run to a pole. <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> we talked about this right before the call. Yeah, just with our luck and everything. Oh, yeah, boy. man. But yeah, no, I need to get a new PC in general. I mean, plus two, like, they, my parents made me for some reason put in, like, Webroot, which is, like, the computer virus software, and it slows my PC to hell. And I'm like, yeah, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to do, like, you why know. Do they, I mean, why, I, why do they force you to get a certain antivirus? That's weird. Yeah, because they take the, uh, they got the computer from Best Buy. Oh, and of course you know geek squad and shit and, this is like this them. this is what i advise people not just for you for anybody who's listening if you're on windows this is what i typically advise first of all common sense that that's the best <laughs> antivirus but you? if you need antivirus uh the built-in stuff like microsoft defender i guess technically on windows 10 or like microsoft security essentials on lower versions if you keep that up to date, which automatically stays up to date, that's actually a lightweight and pretty damn good antivirus. Again, as long as it stays up to date, that's automatic. And then if you want some extra stuff, malware bytes, and just remember to do your scans on occasion. Those are yes. like the three things I recommend to everyone who uses Windows. You know, it's kind of funny because my dad's laptop also uses Webroot. And I remember one time I took a free trial version of uh, malware bytes. And on a flash drive, and I put it on the computer, it detected more viruses, the free version, than Webroot did. Yeah, maybe you did. I hope you showed that to your dad, which is like, look at this shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just, I, I, I just, I just wash my hands, and I'm like, you know what? Next time I get my own PC, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna give him my own money, so that way they don't have to do that. 
Um, <laughs> so, because I don't, yeah, no, I the, the PC I'm looking to get, I mean, um, I don't want like any of that. I just, I'm, I'm going to use it for gaming and video editing if I do mm-hmm. become a content creator. So, sure. you know, and I'm looking for something a little bit mid-range. So probably like a 1660 Ti, um, maybe an AM, well, I, what, an Intel, maybe like i5 or something, you know, mm-hmm. something mid-range. For sure. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. I mean, you can build a pretty damn good PC for almost any type of price range at this point, which is great. Now that's what I, that's what I love about modern PC stuff. But yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, you you know you really don't have to pay for an antivirus now at this point. I'm sure there's maybe the only one I'd be willing to pay for would be like Kaspersky. Um, but you know, even so, with with the three things I've used, common sense, fully updated, you know, Microsoft Security Essentials, and, you know, updating and scanning with malware bytes, that's treated me super well for a long time. Yeah, and plus, too, with things like Sky, I think there's been some rumors of it possibly sending your data to certain servers or something like that sure sure i it's one of those things that's frustrating but i'm like okay at this point what doesn't send my damn data everywhere <laughs> yeah no if you're thinking you're gonna be anonymous online just think again like yeah they, they always have some sort of footprint on you exactly unless you want to go like truly what is it let's like go dark on mr robot just like rip apart everything fry all your stuff what have you <laughs> yeah but even then people can get your stuff back and, oh yeah and shit. yeah elliot took his spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen season one elliot took that dog he stole to the vet because he ate one of his chips and then all of a sudden he came up on radar yep yeah pretty much it, oh. it happens it truly does unfortunately yep Anyways, one thing I did want to talk about, I kind of go in with a rough list of topics here, but Martin, have you ever heard of legacy editions of sports games? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. I've ne- I'm going to be honest, I've never heard a company do that before, but... I think this one you're going to talk about is just kind of a little ridiculous. It is, but I guess this is kind of a thing in general. I thought this was a very specific thing, but I found this out. For anybody that doesn't know, so you would think, right, like, Martin, here, perfect example. FIFA 20 on Switch, Legacy Edition. Doesn't that sound cool? Like, oh, you're getting the Legacy Edition of that game. That sounds cool, right? Yeah, sounds decent enough, right? Yes, and this is coming from someone I don't play sports games regularly i don't buy them for myself i learned of this you know why i learned this because my younger brother really likes the fifa games so i get him the fifa games and uh i did not get him i've been getting them on switch i did not get him fifa 17 because that was that was notoriously known to be bad because they pretty much fifa 17 on switch was a 360 and a ps3 port and PS4 and Xbox One owners got a completely different build of it. But mm. FIFA 18, they actually put in the effort. FIFA 19, they put in the effort. FIFA 20 is released as a Legacy Edition. And a Legacy Edition means we took last year's version of FIFA and updated the rosters and updated skins. And that's it. So I know there's a meme with sports games. for It's been like this for ages where it's like you're paying for the same game just reskinned. No, that's not true. There are changes. There are benefits. There are multiple different things that happen between 
between different versions, except for the Legacy Editions. If you see something that's marketed as a Legacy Edition, that is at least the previous year's game reskinned. And I oh, and just this, found out about this shit. And the stupid part is they sell it for another 50 bucks, 50, 60 bucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you are you were paying full price. So like I bought I bought my brother uh FIFA 18, FIFA 19, and I told him at first I was like, yo, I'm not getting you 20 on Switch because I heard about this. Um but then I found out it's only the Switch port. So he does want to pick up FIFA 20. We were kind of thinking about getting him Pez, but it's just kind of bullshit where you have that discrepancy there. So now in order to get, you know, the the actual FIFA 20 experience, you can't get on Switch. It's on either on PC, PS4, or Xbox One. Yeah, that's just... Honestly, it makes me want to support those people who just put in the time of upgrading, like, old NES or SNES sports games with the current rosters. Yes, like, yes. Like, like, if you want to support a Legacy Edition, support those rather than, you know, EA, who's making you pay 60 bucks for another one of those. Mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. I, it, you know, it's funny, too. It's disappointing because, I don't know, some people can be like, Does, just don't buy sports games. I used to be like that. But, you know, times change when, like, it will hit you a little bit personally. So, again, I still I have no interest in sports games. I don't pick up sports games. I don't play them, but I'll put it like this. My, uh, I'm trying to look at his, uh, his information here, but my brothers, they put hella hours into these. So for mm-hmm. example, like FIFA eight, and it's totally worth at this point. Like FIFA 18, I think I paid 30, 40 bucks for that and gave it to them. Uh, let me see. It's been a while since they played it. They put 155 hours into that game. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. FIFA 19, I think I paid a little more, maybe like 50 bucks, let's say, 280 hours into that game. Yeah, so I'm one of those people, I'm the dumbass who I will pay like 50, 60 bucks for a game, and I might put 5, 10 hours onto it, like finish it within 10 hours, I'm like, oh yeah, I really got my money's worth on it. It's like, no, I will pay if like 50 even it's one of those games because i've seen how many hours they put in i'm like you know what i don't even mind spending 60 bucks on this game as long as it has been built properly and is good because i know you are going to stretch the you're going to stretch this to the point where i'm paying like per like fractions of a penny for every single hour you put into this cartridge the only sports centric game series that i've put a lot of like time into when i was a kid was nascar and the only reason was because me and my dad would sit there and play but we'd drive backwards (laughs) that's amazing yup and i I actually remember one time i was playing nascar 99 on the ps1 i drove backwards and the game glitched and i did like this flip in the air and i landed in the crowd that's amazing (laughs) and i'm like if those people were real i'm sorry (laughs) yeah they were just a huge pixelated cardboard mess yeah yeah no the 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 game should be adults only then for for that reason (laughs) that's amazing yeah no that's the only series i really put like a lot of like time in i guess if you maybe consider wrestling one of those i mean yeah i would consider that a sports game yeah, no, I, I I played a lot more um, uh, wrestling games than I've lived in an entire lifetime. Like I've I've played a lot, um, especially <laughs> on the P- on the PS2. Man, like I bought those every year um, when they were the SmackDown versus Raw games, and then when they started doing like the WWE year stuff, 
I I stopped purchasing them. Um, and I was saying about purchasing twenty like WWE two K twenty, but then after hearing about how trash a game it was, I was like, yeah, no, dude, um, I don't know what's going on. If this is just people are kind of checking out, or if they're just waiting for you know the the PS five and Xbox Scarlet dev kits to be developed, like to to be delivered, so they can focus more efforts on that. I don't know what's going on. Maybe someone else can explain it to me. And I I, I asked this on Twitter at one point, but I. It seems like every single 2020 sports game has fucked up somehow. So FIFA yeah. with the Legacy Collection, but even so, the full FIFA 20 experience, like on PS4, Xbox One, I'm hearing more complaints about that than normal. Uh, WWE 20, you brought that up, where the animations are bad, the AI is bad, It the game is truly broken. Uh, NBA 2K20, the, in, the, the 2K games, they're like the NBA games, have been extremely egregious with you know my player and microtransactions and all that stuff where it's almost kind of expected that you're spending 60 bucks on this game and in order to actually get like a fighting chance to play online and play through the game you're gonna have to drop another one two hundred dollars on your characters and your teams and all that but nba 2k20 had a full-blown gambling simulator there's there's a casino in the game jesus yeah, I like, and I think there's some other releases as well too that haven't been doing very well. But it just seems like every single 2020 sports game this time around has fucked up majorly somehow. I re- hell, even they've been actually messing up a little bit through updates. Their past like games, I remember. I think it was NBA 2K19. The game went on sale for like five bucks. But then when you entered the game, you were like bought, like just bombarded with ads and shit. And I heard about that, yeah. And I'm like, what? Why? I mean, you, you're you're gonna sell 2K20 anyways. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, that was that's been a weird one because I've noticed 2K19 specific, like uh, NBA 2K19 has gone on sale for cheap a lot of times. Like I've seen it go on sale for Switch for like three bucks, five bucks, two bucks. Like, just, they're just trying to get it out there. In my opinion, I mean, I think that the the whole microtransaction thing they're doing is gross, but if they're really going to heavily monetize it like that in-game, they just need to make it a free-to-play series. Yes, I mean, if they want to do that and make it in a similar structure to something like Fortnite, go ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, at, at least you're out in the open rather than trying to mask it as a paid game, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and not even not even masking it really because it's all right there in the forefront especially with the casino and then it's every single year you have people who are excited who they 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 you know they look forward to these games. I respect that. That's yeah. their series. They want to get it on it. It's just again it's so insulting that they have to pay $60 and they're forking out more and more and more money, but it's even it's just it's a necessary evil now to really put time into this game. Honestly, if you want to get, and this is just my recommendation, if you want to play like a WWE 2K game, um, I would actually recommend getting the PC version of WWE 2K19 and make your own Legacy Edition. Okay. <laughs> and just and just okay. mod it and just mod the you. game. Yeah, the modding community, I'm sure, is there for all that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, actually, um, shoutouts to Mark or Rampage, whatever his name is, in the uh, Mr. Mario Discord oh, server. Oh, yeah, our Mark. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he mods the uh, he mods those games. So, yeah, no, the, um, there is a modding community for him, and uh, yeah, just um, just do that. 
and I remember he was he was also exposing how how trash the specifically how trash the the switch ports of the WWE games were. Oh God, WWE Two K eighteen that game. Yes, that uh, was that was noted. It's funny because it, WWE 2K18 was awful on Switch in the ways that 20 is awful on everything. I it's like it, it's like it manifested itself as a virus and just yes. spread through those games like it, yes. its own sentient being. The the funny part is it's so bad. Like MVG, shoutouts to him. He did a video seeing if the overclock could actually fix it. And yes, he didn't even... I remember that. <laughs> even flinch <laughs> it, it was like unfazed oh Almost. man and i hope yeah, the train that's... agrees with me <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny too when you see shit like that happen when you see tests people like mvg do and it's like yeah you realize you don't need the most powerful system to make this game perform better bad programming is bad programming <laughs> yes yes that that is the case you know do- and by the way, did you know, like, the NBA 2K games, it t- like, on Switch, it's, like, 5 gigabytes to save your game? I know, it's stupid, especially because the saves are in the NAND of the yes. system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think all these, I, I, I don't know what they're doing, if they're just doing a, a whole, like, page process dump, kind of like, like, like when, I don't know, when a computer crashes and it produces a core dump and it just dumps it from memory into somewhere on your storage, I don't know if that's what's going on or what, but I even remember, like, on the 360 at least, my brother playing the FIFA games on there, and he, when he would save, he had to wait minutes for that game to save. Jesus. Yeah. I hate to do that. I, <laughs> I'd honestly rather have a red ring of death than wait that long. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But, you know, I mean, like, F- FIFA people are nuts as well, too. Like, they're, it's funny. I've just seen so many people talk about that. Where they're, they're nuts in, like, the best way, I'll say. Like, they will talk about how much they hate the game, how much they despise it, you know, how much it pisses them off, how someone will barely win and all this stuff, and how they just want to, like, destroy the disc and turn off their console and destroy it. And then they cut the console right back on and went back into another game. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest, and I don't know if you have the subject on here, but that is very relevant to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh my god. Yo, that's... A, you know what? Let's talk about that. That's the next thing I wanted to talk about. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not looking at my list, but yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> close on there. Dude. Yeah, no, I, I think even with the... Um, there's a lot we can talk about on this. One of the things, though, you were talking about, you know, WWE 2K18 kind of manifesting itself as a virus. Funny enough, just with all the things, so for, for the record right now, I hope some of this shit is fixed, and I hope some of this is outdated when we talk about it. Right yes. now, we are recording this early. We're recording this the day Sword and Shield came out. But did you hear about the digital versions of them wiping people's saves? I've heard about that, and apparently, and this is unconfirmed, and I think maybe some people could be deliberately exaggerating this, but apparently one copy broke someone's, bricked someone's system, but... I did not see that. To to anyone else listening, though, in short, if you have not heard about this, it does not seem to be affecting the physical cartridges, although I actually bought Pokemon Sword, I have it, um, I, I was actually very disappointed to see that there was no day one update, which was shocking for me, because uh, normally I'm like, really, a day one update? But no, I actually want this shit fixed, so I'm probably yes. not going to play it for a bit, even though I picked it up. There's but- also rumors, um, if you hacked your Switch, apparently if you have 90DS installed on your system, it actually overwrites the Switch DNSs. Yo! 
Oh my god, really? That's just a rumor, but apparently that could be happening. I don't know. Okay. Speaking of modded switches, though, people thought that this, so I'll explain what the issue was. People thought that this was affecting people on modded switches. And funny enough, I even looked and I was like, that sounds like the issue people have been running into with XFAT on custom firmware switches. But no, this is affecting completely stock players. As I said, it's nothing confirmed with the physical version. It's the digital version. There's been multiple streamers who have shown this on stream. You're sitting there, you're playing the game, you're having a good time. It starts to autosave, the game crashes. So you close out of it. And then all of a sudden, when you try and boot the game back up, you have a little cloud logo next to it showing, hey, you need to re-download this. So then they went into their console settings, looked at the data management, all of their games, except for like three, all of their games were showing up as zero megabytes. All of their saves oh. were wiped off of there. Any of the games that they were looking for that they wanted to play on their Switch, it was asking them to re-download the game itself, not just the save, the game. And other people have had this go so far that it affected their cartridge-based games. So any cartridge games they owned, they are now asking, hey, you need to download this game again onto your system. Mm. The worst part is as well, too. Nintendo, if you have Nintendo Switch Online, of course they have cloud save backup. But Martin, as you know, not all games support cloud save backup. So and some of these people's saves have been wiped out in their entirety. Yeah, honestly, what you said before, I think this is probably an XFAT issue because their drivers for the Switch suck really bad. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to be honest, as someone who's modded their Switch before, I've had it, um, you know, applications crash under my own, you know, my own fault because it's homebrew and sure. I'm not allowed technically by Nintendo to use it. So it's understandable that it would corrupt parts of my SD card partition. But uh, when Nintendo's um, game is crashing without any aid of cheats or mods or anything like that, you know, and you win and you mix that in with the shitty um, um, XFAT driver. Yeah, things go awry. Now, the, the crazy thing is, first of all, this isn't even Nintendo's game. They are publishing it, but it's, you know, the Pokemon company who is developing it. Um, but on, and I guess Game Freak as well. Pokemon company, Game Freak, kind of same thing, but not really. Um, the thing I'm thinking of on that, though, is I guess... You know, we, we don't have anyone who's technic super technical on the call with us, like Cyrism, for example. I'm just right. trying to figure out, one, why it's this game, of all games, out of the past three years the Switch has been out. And two, uh, why specifically the digital versions of this? Because we haven't if seen I'm... this with any other game, and it's only delegated to the digital builds of this game. Okay, first of all, like you said, I'm not a technical person, and this is just me speculating, so I'm not Super Hackster Man 45 that is able to hack in Pokemon. If I could, sure. I would. But for me, this is just um, a hypothetical thing. I think maybe it could be due to the fact that they have anti-piracy measures in the game, and it's just one of those things that's leaking out into legitimate copies. Like, think of this as Nintendo's gateway, mm -hmm. almost, possibly. Like, if that's the case. Like, Nintendo's version, like, the Gateway 3DS bricks, you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, except without the bricking, I hope. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it could very well be that, and then that would make sense, because um, when this game did leak out about a week in advance, a little less than a week on all the pirate sites, but, of course, because of the way Nintendo's infrastructure is set up, it wasn't an eShop version of the game that leaked out. These were cartridge-based copies of the game that leaked out. Yeah. So, I guess even on that, you know, 
I, I'm not doing a diff or anything. I don't have any dumps of the game on hand. I have the cartridge. I haven't dumped it or anything. Um, so I'd be interested to see if somebody would like diff it and see the differences that are on there. Uh, I don't know if the eShop build of this game has anything specific, like any extra anti-piracy measures on there. But all the people who were playing, you know, pirated copies of the game were either emulating, well, mounting the XCI cartridge dump, or they were converting that to an NSP and installing that over. And what I'm saying is people have had a week to play cartridge dumps of the game and nobody had, nobody was reporting this. It wasn't reported until legitimate people had gotten a hold of the eShop version. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a weird scenario. I think maybe more will be found out about that in the next coming, you know, days, I hope. Um, I hope Nintendo does address the uh, the save data issue, and I hope they actually. I, somehow, part of me doubts they're going to do this, but I hope they actually rewrite their XFAT driver because even in stock, it sucks. Like, That'd be really nice if they did. What issues have you had with it in stock, though? Um, I've actually had no issues in stock. Um, okay. I'm just saying, like, to prevent stuff like this, because anytime a game crashes, like at all. You're you're basically going to have XFAT driver issues sometimes okay. because it wreaks havoc and because um, FAT thirty two has backup measures um, I think um, I, I don't know the details of that extensively unfortunately you know I I feel like I've been lucky though because uh, one again I guess this has to be a fluke of some kind or you know it could be some weird new anti piracy stuff they're putting on the eShop version uh, this is just speculation because again this is the one game in three years I've seen this on and it's only affecting you know the legitimate users from what I've seen but the other thing on that too is I think I'm, just, I'm, I'm really lucky with this somehow I have a secondary switch it's modded I've done several other things with it um, I have not had the corruption with XFAT Really? And I'm, like, I knocked on wood right there. It has not hit me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's happened to me probably more frequently just because I've noticed, like, for example, I think one time um, I, my Switch crashed and I played Smash Ultimate and, like, the victory themes wouldn't even play. Like, the oh. audio would not even play at all. Hmm. Because it couldn't load from the SD card because my game's digital. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, interesting. So. I don't know. After hearing all this talk, though, I might because I, I have the XFAT driver installed, but I might just like reset up my setup to FAT32. We'll see. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, see, for me, like, I analyze a lot of Smash Ultimate stuff. So, in the data doc, to basically keep it simple, um, Smash Brothers' files is compressed in like this file called a data.arc, but even compressed, it's like 13 point, like, four something gigabytes so i need xfat just because i need the entire file mm-hmm. on the sd card i know you could pro- i think apparently separate it with like a special program but i would yeah, just rather are, are you like bringing in a modified version of it through layered fs um yes okay gotcha yes and basically you could have a separate version where a program just like I don't know. I, I don't know the full details yet. Um, but basically, I'd rather just have like the full version and like separate it in the four gigabyte chunks because you know Fat Thirty Two has that weird limitation. Yes. Uh, so, but yeah, no, that's that's why I mainly use X uh, X Fat Four. But yeah, gotcha. no. But yeah, no. Yeah, Nintendo basically just needs to fix that. Uh, I don't. Know. I 
I really hope they do. Yeah, it's made me be afraid to boot up the game. Like, I, I put it in, I, I redeemed my coins, and I was like, you know what, I have plenty of other games that I'm playing right now, so I'm I'm just gonna kind of let this Pokemon thing blow over and wait for the next patch to come out, and then I'll see what's going on. Yeah, an interesting thing, too, and this is I, I this is what I heard through, um, through some discords. Apparently, um, Game Freak... Y- you know how there. I mean, of course, the basis for the controversy was that all the Pokemon wouldn't be returning. Um, oh my good, yes, yeah. There were so many controversies. Yeah, but continue. Apparently, there is a lot of I think unused data from um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, kind of in the game. Like they forgot to erase all the Pokemon they were going to remove. Okay. In the game. <laughs> yeah, like like. <laughs> I think one of the Pokemon that isn't returning is Mewtwo, yet he's in the game's code, and it's, like, the full same model and everything. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. That does not look good for him. So, I'll put it like this. I'm, I'm one of those people I'm not, like, yeah, I know I'm the dude who I like Pokemon. I got the Pikachu hat and all that. I'm not, like, a crazy Pokemon fanatic, though, with the games. Like, I've played yeah. some of them here and there. I've played the classics. Um, I messed around with the 3DS versions a little bit. Um, so I'm not a diehard Pokemon fan is what I'm saying. I have friends who are, and I know that there's a lot of people who are kind of boycotting this game. There's going to be people who, uh, even though they see all the annoyances, they're just going to pick it up because they pick up every Pokemon game. I just want to pick it up because I'm like, look, I'm going to enjoy it. Like, I, I picked up Let's yeah. Go Pikachu. I really enjoyed that game. I finished it. Cool. I, I'm going to have a more serious version of Pokemon. I'll have an actual one here. So a lot of these things don't really affect me. But at the same time, I see all this stuff and I'm like, I totally see why people are mad. And this is very disappointing. I'm going to be very honest. Like, I am not a Pokemon guy by any means. Like, I've played Pokemon Red on the uh, original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. But I didn't sink a lot of time into it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Then I forgot about it. Tells you how much I like Pokemon. Uh, and um, basically, for me, I can understand why people are upset. But just don't hinder anyone else's um, want to buy this game. That's the only thing I say. Like, if you're criti- criticize the developers, that's fine. Or criticize the company, the management, more so than developers, I guess. But don't criticize the people buying the game just because it's their money. They can do what they want with it. You know? Sure. I, I guess on the flip side, though, at the same time, because um, I'm one of those people, look, I don't really have a horse in this race here, and I bought the game, you know? Um, but wouldn't you also say that people going out and buying the game in droves would also support practices like this? You could also say that, too. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, no, you, you're, yeah, you're kind of right in a way. So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, don't don't be you know if if you're upset about this don't go ballistic on people just okay. just don't don't buy the game you know respectfully what I mean? tell people like just respectfully get your grievances out but don't like go ballistic i got you exactly Cause there's don't. times like because i've I, I guess i can't i can't take that same stance it'd be a little bit hypocritical because there's been times like one of the last games for example that i did this with the well, the last game i can remember doing this with was uh like black ops 3 for example uh when that came out came out on pc ps4 xbox one 360 ps3 the 360 and ps3 versions were much lower in fidelity performance and everything than the other ones but on top of that they were also gimped versions how they weren't getting as much support and they completely cut out the campaign so you were paying I think they were a little bit discounted. They were 50 bucks as opposed to 60 But you were paying $50 for like 40% 
of the game. Yeah. And, um, and, and I mean 40% because like the campaigns were big and there were two campaigns that were on there. So it was only zombies and multiplayer. And, uh, with that, I remember I even, I made a video talking about that. And I said at the end, I was like, do not buy this game. Do not support this game. If you're going to get it, get on P get on PS4, Xbox one PC. Don't get it on the last generation versions because if this sells well, that's just going to tell Activision that what they did was just fine and they could do it again next, uh, next game. And I don't, think those ones sold well because black ops 3 was the last call of duty to come out on previous generation systems mm-hmm. yeah i remember that a little bit so yeah no i can i can understand that and thankfully they're not making any more i mean of course why would they this far in the eighth generation so oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if they're i mean unless you just dance then you have no excuse mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Just Dance to that weird thing where 2020 came out on the Wii, but not on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah, I who saw it. that coming? I know. Uh, it's kind of funny, too, because I remember reading up somewhere that apparently I think the Switch version is the leading uh, version being released, like in sales or pre-orders or whatever. Sure. And the second, and the second one right now leading the charts is the Wii version. <laughs> I I feel like a lot of people got the Wii version because for, for novelty's sake because a lot of people firmly believe that this is going to be the last Wii game that's going to be released but what if it sells so many copies that it's really not going to be a rarity it's like oh yeah there's like 500,000 copies of it in the wild because everybody thought it was going to be this last rare unicorn pressing and what if it actually pushes Ubisoft to make more Just Dance games for the world? That would be hilarious. That would be and one of those times I'm like, you know what, support this. Because also, Just Dance works extremely well on the Wii, okay? Yes, it does. <laughs> it does that's dude. that's the system where it makes the most sense on. Yes, yes. And I think it was like the first game released on there, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I would say that. It came out on Wii first. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Going back to kind of the Pokemon stuff, though, I know we could sit here and kind of, you know, bash like the, the animations and such. I feel like everyone's done that. But one thing yeah. I was thinking of, which I know you were memeing hard on, was uh, the crazy like DMCA draconian ninja type stuff <laughs> that was going on prior to this game being released. What the? I know you would have more insight on this, but what the hell was going on here? Okay, so basically from what I know, Nintendo was pressuring Discord to remove Discord servers that were hosting leaked content. And I'm not meaning like leaked NSPs or anything like that. I mean talking about like, you know, like the leaked content in general, just talking about it or posting images of it. So they were they were DMCAing Discord servers and nuking them because of talk. Yes, and apparently I think some accounts were getting banned too. Like I am not joking. That is insane to me. Like I, I actually I had to uh, warn my administration team on my Discord. I'm like, hey guys, I absolutely do not agree with this. Like we have a no piracy rule. All right, that's understandable. Um, and then if people put up like screenshots and shit, you know it happens with games. Okay, whatever. And once something leaks out, it's all over the place. But I was like, guys, this is not my doing. This is Discord buckling in. If people are even talking about this game in here, it's putting the whole server at risk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've, just... I've never seen that before. The closest I've ever seen was like, maybe, what was it? Sony has been weirdly protective with stuff. Like, for example, No Man's Sky. Uh, 
before the before all the review NDAs had expired, they were going in and DMCA striking down videos of people talking about leaked experiences of No Man's Sky or leaked news of No Man's Sky. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but I've never seen to this degree where it was just servers of people talking about it. Yeah, no, man. I think it's... I understand if it's NSPs or if it's leaked files. Like, yeah, yeah. go by all means, go ahead. But if it's, like, just talking about it, then I think it actually goes into a legal gray area. I think what Nintendo did was strictly illegal, in my mm-hmm. opinion. The problem is no one's going to fight Nintendo because that's going to be a lot of time, effort, and money. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the only way that would happen is if a rich kid's son got banned from Discord... Yep. Like that, that would that would literally be the only way Nintendo would be fearful. And I feel so. like even at that point, you know, if a lawsuit was coming to fruition, such Nintendo would do what they can to be like, oh hey hey, can we can we settle please? Can we just like sell this? Can we just listen? Like we'll give you all a few thousand dollars, sign this agreement. We'll give you like a few Switch consoles. That's it. We cool, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. They would they would do that. That'd be modern day Nintendo in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, no man, it's it's crazy. And, and the funny part is, I mean, you said it, like, I I kind of did a spoof. I called myself the Nintendo Ninja Priest. And I was, try- <laughs> and I, I was like, trying to practice an anti-leak religion. Almost, like... I, Were you successful with that? Kind of. Okay. What I mean is, okay. I, got a, I got a response. So, like, uh, in one of the servers, I think... They actually took away their rumors and leaks channel because they were fearful. So in the general chat, I was saying, you know, like, let your mind be clear and, you know, soak in the DMCA blood spilt by, you know, <laughs> like, shit. Like, like, you know what? Let me take a screenshot real quick. Like, all right, dude, all right. Like, dude, it's, it's. You you would love this shit. Like I was just I was kind of seeing you on Twitter with it, not so much Discord, unfortunately. But I believe, yeah, it was it was going hard. Yeah, man. Like, oh my god, dude! I just got myself into the uh, the role. Okay. Um. So this this has my current um avatar, but just imagine a Nintendo Ninja, like filling that spot, man. All right, all right, all right. So here, here I got it. Okay, got it. Screenshotted. Gonna send it to you. Yeah, I, I, I basically just went all in, and uh, yeah, you gotta read the. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll read this here. <clears throat> Let the DMCA flow through the bottom of your feet on a summer's <laughs> evening, as the leaks that once poisoned your mind drift through the pores of your skin. Accept the wind gusts of the natural earth as it erases the volatile past that is represented by the sticky and smelly solution known as your sweat. Allow the purity of Nintendo anti-leakism to guide you through the erase of your leaky past and redemption of your not-so-leaky future. Pour into your soul the evergreen plants that will ignore the salted sweat as it is laced within the earth there forever be forgotten. Gulp the purified rain of clean, crystalline water, knowing it did not come from the spillage of any one leak. Embrace the blue, pure skies that are not blocked by the haze of any one leak's true form. 
you, you really went poetic there, man. <laughs> I did. I, I was feeling some spiritual energy I haven't felt in a long time. I, I can imagine one one tear fell as you were writing that. Oh my god, dude! No, I I actually wrote so much more than that though in like different Discord servers, man. You wouldn't even believe. And I feel like that that's so ridiculous to a level that people are just like, you know what? This is enjoyable. Just keep at it. They, they're not getting annoyed by it. Yeah, there was only one server I actually got quote unquote banned, and I don't mean like banned in the conventional way. They blocked me from their leak channel. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, you know what? That's my religion, technically, so I'll take it. Yep, you were you were ousted for your religion. Yes, yes, I was. So, but yeah, That's no amazing. man, I just I went full parody, and yeah, I don't support that stuff at all. If you if you're gonna take down a Discord server, do that for NSP hosting or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, for actual you know things that are coming out before NDAs are released, or of course any type of pirated files. But yeah, certainly talking that's just ridiculous. It is. It is, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I had I had seen some rumblings on Twitter, though, that apparently the people who had leaked out the initial builds of Sword and Shield, or even not, actually not even the games. No, this is before the games. It's like a week before the games leaked out. So like two weeks before the release date. Um, I'd heard rumblings that people who were leaking out game-related content were having some kind of action taken against them. Yeah, I've heard about that. Apparently, from what I know, they... Nintendo found the Discord poster who posted the first NSP, and then they did like a reverse image search, found like, I think a Facebook profile, or like, no, a YouTube page. That YouTube page linked to a Facebook profile, and that profile had the person's like full name and everything. So it took them like three minutes worth of research to find the source. <laughs> yo, yo. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and using simple tools that we, you know, draconians would use. So. Yeah, a fourteen-year-old could have reversed that. So, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Well, they kind of had it coming if they were using that shitty security. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you would think they would work with law enforcement or something like that, but no, they they're just like, didn't. no, we're just gonna send our own private investigators. Yup, it's like a twelve-year-old kid's employee son. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing if that was the case. That that kind of um, that kind of reminds me of like, did you ever hear of the Halo Three Epsilon build that leaked out? No, I've never heard of that. What oh, is that? so it was that. That's kind of kind of like a close to home one, like some some employee's son or what have you. So there was pretty much this is a, a near final version of Halo Three, but it was it, it was like one level that was it from what I understand. It's leaked down online now, but this was before Halo Three came out. Some kid was playing it on his Xbox. It was you know a like it was it was just a single player demo essentially, and mm-hmm. it was called Halo Three Epsilon. So a couple kids hit him up and they're like, yo, what the hell? Like, what is that? What is that? And this kid, I think his parents had in some capacity worked for Microsoft or had some kind of link there. So Mm -hmm. they had said something like, hey, we have the Call of Duty beta. How about we trade accounts? So that way, you know, we download your account. We download the Halo 3 demo off of it. You get our account. You download Call of Duty. And then we just swap back. So. Yeah, child being a child said, okay, sure. And then what happens? They end up getting his account. They downloaded Halo 3 Epsilon off it. They stole the account. They blocked him. They didn't get any, like, they changed his information. 
Of course, kid freaks out about that, lets his parents know. Parents have to, you know, call up, not some higher ups, but, you know, call some powers that be, powers that be, be flipped out because it's like, what the fuck? We can't have our game leaking out there. This is like our big game for 2007, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So they ended up, I don't think there was any legal action that was taken, uh, but they end up recovering the kid's account and then they ended up banning the accounts that were li- related to they banned the accounts of the people who had fished the information from this kid and banned their mm-hmm. consoles, which at that point was a really, really huge deal. This is 2007, mind you. Again, yeah. none, no like legal action was taken, but it just kind of reminded me of that, how it was. It ended up truly being some kid whose parents had worked at Microsoft and they were able to get this. And kind of because of him, it leaked out a little bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah I know. Because I think so, the kids, the, the people who stole this account, of course, they took a ton of photos and put it up online and stuff. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, some of the some like of the biggest leaks come from like the weirdest places. Like, yep, man. yep. Uh, I I still think some of my favorites are like just the basic ones where it comes from like a printing, uh, like uh, yeah, like a printing company or like a pressing plant or something. Oh yeah, no, dude. Those, I mean, those are the 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 funny ones. Yeah, wasn't that how Smash Ultimate, uh, was that leaked by a shop in Mexico, or was it a pressing plant? I think it was by a shop in Mexico. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think they let out one of the copies early, and then of course it spread its way through there. Yep, yep. All all you need. That's why it's that's why all these companies don't want their games being sold early because especially if the console is exploitable, one copy needs to get out and that copy needs to get into the right person's hands. <laughs> yep. And it's easy to do that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it's really Oh, especially like down in Mexico where piracy is so rampant over there. They still have their bootleg stalls and shops and everything. So oh, yeah. you, you can bet, you know, one person gets a hold of a copy of Smash 2 3 weeks early. They can even just take it over to a modding shop of some kind and that shop will dump it. Yeah. Although the funny part is if you're a programmer and you go through a game and you find bugs, um, that are feeding you like upcoming information. It kind of makes you laugh a little bit. I remember there, and there. I guess I'll kind of explain this. It's a little interesting story about Smash Ultimate. Uh, sure. Back back earlier this year, um, this was in what version? Yeah, it was in like the original build of the game. They okay. for for their stages, they have a file format called the LVD. Um, format and it's basically for stage collision as like you know all the hitboxes and stuff for the entirety of the stage well apparently um that level format had a um this was from one of the reverse engineers they said it had a compiling issue so because of that it got a lot of additional strings from the developers uh, developers compile paths okay and because of that, we actually know, like, the name of their stage tool. We name, we know, like, the program they use to model the game. Uh, Holy we know the, shit. We know the person who was logged in at the time. <laughs> so that, that person is just pressed onto every single cartridge of this game. <laughs> oh, my Yo, God. We also know, um, we, it actually leaked a little bit of, like, I think Joker stage. Um and stuff like that like dude it's 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 crazy and the funny part is that bug was in that file format for five years really Um, yeah because they used the same file format for smash wii u and 3ds 
and it was apparently the same bug in that game. And when they transferred all the data from that game to Ultimate and built upon it, it wasn't fixed at all until of course, uh, of course. until version 2.0, where they basically fixed a lot of stuff. So yeah, that that bug was in oversight for a long ass time, and it was just dude. Jeez, I didn't know about any of that. That's insane. Yeah, man. Um, apparently, too, and this is crazy, they use Tortoise SVN for um, uh, source code management, which is just like... Really? Huh. Yeah, and ignore my dad's voice, by the way, but... Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear it. No worries. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay, awesome. But yeah, no, they use Tortoise <laughs> SVN, and uh, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, why don't they just use GitHub or something? You know? Yeah, they, they can afford it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Maybe old habits die hard or something. I have no idea. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, Nintendo is very good at organizing um, their stuff. I know that, um, and this is kind of a, a interesting thing. Apparently, a leak. Uh, there was a leaked list from Nintendo of America that showed um, a list of their archives for old games. Oh shit! Really? I missed this. Yeah, no, uh, this was, like, way behind the scenes. I didn't know about it until, like, um, a homebrew developer who does, like, retro stuff told me. Basically, it was a list that had, like, the full, like, ROM file names and everything like that. Yo, that's amazing. Yup, and um, it also talked about, like, old prototypes and stuff. Nothing drastic, but, like, um, they've been using that list to help um, archive stuff, like, you know. Um, not only Nintendo, but these modders have. Well, that's awesome. So, yeah, no, it's it's really cool um, how they're doing that. And I've never seen the list myself, but I've been told it's existed multiple times. So I'm just going to, yeah, yeah, no, man, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> I foresee we'll see it pop up one day. Probably will. Um, yeah, it's, it's not surprising at all, I think, see, you know, seeing something like that. But... I don't know. Yeah, no. Leaks come from the strangest places. It's, they do. It's weird. Yeah, and I, and God, I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. The stories behind leaks sometimes are better than the leaks themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I really love about it. Just like the, the stories and the lineage behind it all. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There's uh, one other thing I was thinking of here, and I've... I, I don't know if it's just gotten more visibility. I hope it did. Um, or if there's been, uh, or, or I've just seen, you know, more of it and paid more attention to it. But have you heard about like recently all the YouTubers who have been getting their channels hacked and transferred and then sold over? Hold, wait, what? I have never heard about that. Really? No. Okay. Maybe it's just like the content I pay attention to. I don't know. Um, there was, it's been going on for a while. It's not like it's anything new, but Probably the biggest one I had seen was a YouTuber by the name of Twoon. And essentially what happened is him and several other YouTubers have been caught by this. Um, Twoon ended up downloading a... His specific story is he downloaded a Audacity plugin and he installed it. And this plugin had had malicious code in it, which was able to steal his passwords and all that stuff. So essentially what this hacker did, once they had control of all his stuff, they ended up going into his account, his Google account. And when you're in a Google account, uh, technically your YouTube is, even though it's tied to a account, like an at gmail.com account, it is on a technical level, a separate account and you can unlink it. 
And the process of that is essentially going to a certain page once you're in this account and you can add yourself as a manager. And then once you are a manager, you can then get rid of the other manager. So that's what these hackers have been doing. Once they have that access, they go in, they make themselves managers of these YouTube channels, and then they kick out the original owner of it. And then from there, they take the channel and typically they'll hold on to it for a bit and then put it up onto, you know, a like an illegal channel selling site. They will typically go after channels that have high subscriber counts or especially ones that have monetization enabled. And then from there, depending on different factors, it could be worth more, could be worth less. And typically these channels will get sold off. So I think Twoon had two or three channels. All of them got stolen and his main channel was thankfully left untouched. That was the biggest one. But he had some others and those other two channels got sold off and... Both of them were, I, I think one of them, no, one of them was taken over by some kind of like music related channel. And I don't think much has happened with it. The other one was being streamed on uh, by Chinese streamers and it was bought by some Chinese company and they were taking all these TV shows and uploading them in mass. So like every 30 seconds, a new copyrighted TV upload was going up on there. Are they trying to get the channel taken down or something? Uh, I think they're trying to just spam out as much content as they can that would get that viewership so they can get that money and such. That channel did get taken down. And last I checked, I don't think the music channel, I don't think Toon has that back, but he did get his channel back. And, and the disappointing thing is it took, I think, maybe almost two months for him to get it back. And he was going back and forth with Team YouTube, contacting them, and they kept saying, hey, we got you, we got you, and nothing would happen. And he had made a video addressing this, but he said what finally got it was somehow, some way, he ended up getting a hold of someone through Twitter who worked at YouTube. And this guy heard him out and said, all right, really sorry to hear about this. Let me see what's going on. Within 12, within 12 hours, he got the channel back. Well, that's good. That's good. He got his channel back. I remember, this kind of reminds me of a little story back what? Sure couple a couple years ago um before his channel got taken down uh dmc what dmca wise um this channel was called i don't know if you've heard of him he's like brawl brs tms3 oh are a, you talking about like the the brawl uh soundtrack uploading channel yeah they not only upload like brawl soundtracks but like nintendo music some other yes. gaming music they yep, extend yep. them for an hour so they're they're, they're, they're gone now by the way because of dmc takedowns yeah, Nintendo basically went ham, and uh, I mean, there was that uh, image by uh, Silver Gunner. I don't know if you've seen that, where it showed like almost the entirety of his video catalog. Yes, I saw that those were getting content ID claimed and blocked worldwide. I didn't know if they were getting struck or not, but I know both those channels. I I really didn't listen to them because I don't listen to soundtracks all that much on YouTube. Uh, but I do know they had a lot of viewership, and they were they 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 were pretty much running on borrowed time, unfortunately. Yeah, they. <laughs> were but back in the day they were a lit way of um of listening to music at least for me well and so, some of that as well too i remember and sorry to cut you off but i know on some of that like yeah you can go out and get a disc and rip the audio but for a lot of those games no you have to get a hold of the game and rip the audio directly out of the game itself sometimes requiring you to modify your system so it wasn't just as simple as oh i'm going to look this up online and stream it like yeah they I, i'm not i'm not giving them an excuse they they didn't have any of the rights to it they know they didn't have any of the rights that to their credit they weren't trying to monetize any of this um, but there was a extra level of effort they had to go through 
see, I'm kind of lucky because, and like you said, I have to mod my console, but once I do, I can dump Smash Ultimate's files and just dump all the all the music because that has a lot of video game soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the only issue is a lot of the, the music is, like, shortened some, somewhat to keep it within storage or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's the only bad thing. But anyways, going back to the story I was going to tell you, you know, back in the day when they were not really on the risk of getting DMCA'd, um, their channel actually got hacked um, by some Chinese um, hacker that apparently found the password to the channel um, or got the password, got into it, booted, um, I think the owner's name was Danitarian, booted him out, you know, like you mentioned with the other channels. However, um, what happened was, uh, instead of uploading his own stuff, he just monetized the existing music. Oh, yeah, because none of them were monetized, and he started putting ads on them. Yeah, they were and, not monetized on purpose. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he started making a lot of money. And not only that, but he was changing, using some scripts or something, changing the links to the Brawl custom music website where you could go download the um, the soundtrack for modding games. Um, and... Um, using scripts and stuff. And apparently once they got the channel back, um, they had to use like some Python scripts or something to come in and like, like redo some of the video descriptions and stuff. And sure. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a hard thing to to keep back, but uh, you know, they kept on chugging until Nintendo put the hammer on them. So sure. Sure. Cause yeah, unfortunately not. I mean, respectfully, none of the content they uploaded was their content. Yes. Yes, yeah. so it was an inevitability, but come on, Nintendo, sell your music on Spotify. Like, yeah, put it, like, that's that's the Pete thing a lot of people were, like, complaining about. Everyone was like, look, we understand Nintendo's in their rights, they did their own thing, they're allowed to do this, but the reason why people were listening to all these soundtracks on YouTube is because they're not available anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've seen this happen with several different YouTubers. There's just been more uh, more eyes on it. There was one um, Arabic gaming YouTuber. He posted on one of the YouTube-related subreddits. Uh, the exact same thing happened with him. He has over 100,000 subscribers. Uh, he downloaded a... And mind you, I'm sympathetic, but also all these people got into... They got into these situations themselves. Yes. Uh, this this Arabic YouTuber, he downloaded a bad plugin for Audacity. The exact same thing happened. Um, I don't know if he got his channel back, but the same thing with with the Twoon thing. Uh, there's been I think Marco Styles. I think he's been one of the bigger ones. He had like three hundred sixty thousand subscribers, something like that. Uh, him and another YouTuber like Aricha Gaming or, or Urcha Gaming, I believe that's her name. Uh, the new thing now, as opposed to downloading bad Audacity plugins is now you what these companies are doing is they reach out to your business email and they seem very legitimate you know kind of some broken english but that's typical of any email you're going to get from a company that's running out of china and they essentially say hey we are contacting your channel because of this 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 uh we think you would like our product we would like to work with you on a sponsored video or ad deal of some kind please tell us your rates but we would also like you to test the product so you make sure that's all good 
and the product is software. So they want you to go to their website. Uh, and you go to their website, you download this software, and of course, once you download and install it, it's game over at that point. They've they've backdoored your system. So that's the new method I'm seeing. And then from there, it's the exact same thing. They go in, they make themselves a manager, they omit you as the manager, they change all the info, they try and sell your channel. Yeah, no, that's honestly, that's one of the things that you're probably going to see a lot more with YouTube just because it's becoming more business centric. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely not the same YouTube it was 10 years ago. I can, yeah, no, no. I mean, I miss, I miss when YouTube poops were the main focus, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, current, current YouTube definitely cares more about commercial use than um than that and because of that you're gonna have the scammers coming out and yeah oh yeah i mean did you know like now it's at the point where there are youtube channels that are brought up in court cases and not like dmca takedowns but i think there was one it wasn't a youtube channel it was a twitch channel uh there was a woman who was streaming on twitch and uh, she had her own Twitch channel, all that other fun stuff. Her and her husband got divorced, and the Twitch channel was actually a big part of that as well, too. And somehow, because of what was decided in that divorce, the channel is legally owned by her husband and belongs to her well, her ex-husband. And really? because of that, she no longer had access to the channel. She could no longer use that channel's name. She could no longer stream under that persona and username that she created under that channel. Jeez. Wait, hold on. I got to open the door for my cat real quick. And oh, okay. All yeah. right. All right. Okay. Cats are important. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, that is really crazy because it kind of shows how YouTube is evolving into not just like a, you know, um, you know, do whatever the fuck you want kind of platform. Um, it's turning into a commercialized um, a juggernaut almost. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. And then you have, of course, uh, like there's businesses who are on YouTube and all that, of course, talk shows that are on YouTube. But then you also have people who are creating businesses out of their channels as well, too, and incorporating that way. So And what's crazy to me, there's going to be kids that want to grow up to be YouTuber, which is dude, just... Dude, that is that is a reality. I know there's been so many studies recently that have shown that, yeah, you ask elementary schoolers, middle schoolers. I don't think high school has really been hit with this. But, like, you ask all these kids, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, like, the, the overwhelming winning option now is YouTuber. I mean, there was actually a game on the Switch, like, relating to being a – it was, like, a YouTube simulator. And that actually has a lot of sales. And I'm like, oh, my God. I should check that out. Yeah, I know, dude. It's crazy. My little cousin wants to be a YouTuber. Like, no joke. Everybody wants to at this point. It's a, or a streamer of some kind or an influencer because, I mean, it's it's so accessible now. You can you can do it all from your phone and, you know, you just – everyone has an account of some kind. So Yeah, you could have a potato be, you know, be a platform you render videos on. It doesn't matter oh, hey. <laughs> anymore, man. Like – I don't know. I mean, for me, like I mentioned earlier, I would like to become like a consistent content creator, but I would like to do it as like a side thing. I don't want to make money off of it just because YouTube, especially as of late, just a lot of the changes they're making to their policies, man, makes me really hesitant of being like a full time gig. You know what I mean? I understand. Well, I I could tell you, Martin, you could do both. You you could make 
good you, you you can monetize you can make money off of it on the side but you can still do your own full-time thing that's that's yeah. what i do and it, it works yeah. just fine yeah you get you know extra money out of like the passion you know part of your passion so that's a good that's a good thing yeah um, i'll never slide anyone for that but kind of i guess yeah going back to the whole like hacking thing i've seen this happen with so many channels recently and like part of it again it's like i'm sympathetic towards these creators but it's like i just have to say again god damn it you all are putting yourselves in this position don't be clicking yeah. these links don't be downloading these mysterious tools don't be <laughs> going out and getting all these bad plugins just please don't I, I, I talked about antivirus like an hour ago on here all right try and put some of that to use but I think the, the, the bad thing here has really been YouTube's response to it, how they've really dragged their feet and been slow. And that's what people have been pissed off with because all these content creators have said, yeah, it is my fault I got into this position. All right. But the, the part of, you know, creating a new manager and kicking out the old one, that is way too easy to do. For these companies that needs to be tightened up that needs to be harder yes. um for even if you have two-factor authentication i mean once they get into your account they're able to do all that shit the but, issue is is basically and i'm just going to use this as an analogy um let's the hunter and gatherers are becoming a civilization now and yes. it's it's basically that's what's happening youtube what was once um an open platform is now becoming a structurally, you know, monetarily sound place, I guess, if you call it that. Sure. Um, and I feel like YouTube's infrastructure isn't catching up with it. Um, and, you know, there's two reasons. One, it's the current model makes Google a lot of money and there's no way in their mind they want to change it. And second, I think it's because YouTube doesn't have a strong competitor. That's the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of just doing their own thing of like, hey, there's a fire on the ship, but it's fine. Yeah, because if they sink, then, well, I mean, they're not going to sink. I mean, realistically, Google has a lot of money to throw around. I mean, look at Stadia. I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it. yeah, they're not going to let that ship die anytime soon. Um, I mean, if it gets bad to the point where it becomes another MySpace um, that's going to be like 20 years from now. I don't think it's going to happen like fast. <laughs> I don't think so either. Cause YouTube is just such a staple itself, but yeah, I, I guess I got kind of coming back to that. Like, I guess they're kind of lacking with that, like what security they should be implementing and what should be improved upon. And, um, even on top of that, all right, someone's channel gets stolen. Cool. It shouldn't take one month, two months, three months, never to get it back that needs to happen a lot sooner like somebody you know they justify all their information they show what happened they provide all that the support teams need to work faster on that and it's a little bit ridiculous and I, I, this they've been criticized a lot for this too it's ridiculous that you have to go off the platform and yell on twitter to get better support on youtube yeah yeah that is just so you know what i we've been using this term a lot but it's so draconian yeah it really is it is it's like me, like, going to McDonald's, getting wanting a sausage McMuffin, getting an English McMuffin, and instead of going in and asking the cashier for my receipt, um, I have to, you know, go in and throw the food at them, 
and I get my receipt rather than the people who are standing in line and have to wait three or four months just to get the right thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yo, I've, I mean, speaking of that too, I've even on, on Twitter, I was talking about this a little bit, but this, this is one thing that pisses me off with companies in general. And it's not specific ones, big companies and small companies, like small companies have one or two people working at them. And, and yeah, sure. There's not that many people. Okay. I get it. But even the big companies that are reputable, I have this issue with them as well too. I'm one of those people, I will know how the backends of these companies work. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to your website. I'm going to fill in your contact us form. I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to put in this information. All right, cool. A week goes by. I hear nothing. I might try and follow up one or two times. Nothing from them. I tweet at that company, not even anything rash. I just say, hey, or I'll DM them on Twitter. And Twitter's always the best thing for these companies, but I'll contact them. I'll say, hey, uh, I have this order number. I've been trying to get in contact with you for about a week. What's going on with this issue? Within an hour, they reach back out to me, not on Twitter, but on that form. And it, it can't be a coincidence, but it just always pisses me off. I'm like, I'm trying to be nice and go through your channels that you set up for this stuff but nothing's going on here. I have to go onto another platform and yell at you to get your eyes onto this. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is maybe out in the open, they're more pressure to answer back rather than... Oh, they 100%, yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're in an email, private email, then companies um, don't, you know, they could care less rather than being out in social media where their branding is very important. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, even even on Twitter, I don't have, you know, I'm not a verified account. I don't have tons of cloud or anything, but it's just anybody can complain on there about this. And I think the, the, their worst thing is all these companies, they, they don't want a complaint to go viral because that's happened countless times. But I yes. still just hate that. I'm like, I, I'm trying to be nice and play nice and go through the channels that you have set up for this process. And you're ignoring me. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, another thing too, and I kind of want to bring this up, is that for a lot of people who are on YouTube, YouTube is effectively their boss. And the issue yeah. with management is that you need transparency in order to fully do your job. Um, if you don't have transparency and if things are changing, you know, three or four times a day, then your structure is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the unfortunate part. And um, I really think um, YouTube needs to increase its transparency because it has people who are working for it, essentially, that they seem like they don't care about. So mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's my take. Yeah, this I mean, this is kind of evolving a little bit into like YouTube complaints and all that. And like, I get that. But I, I think like one of the things like one of the perfect examples of that is, yeah, I mean, first of all, people who are doing this full time, you need to diversify, maybe not consider doing it full time, right? That yes. that's this has been one reason why because I've, I've had many people, you know, my family, my girlfriend, but even close friends and other strangers have asked, like, what do you consider doing this full time? And I said, I mean, that's like a cool dream. But because of shit like this, and because of how unstable the platform is no. And I yeah. kind of want to be grounded with that. I kind of want to be humbled. But when it comes down to it, yeah, like what you're saying with, you know, the job and your transparency, first of all, you know, for people who are saying, yeah, I'm self-employed, I do the YouTube stuff, legally, you're self-employed if you're doing that. But, you know, in terms of, you know, the hierarchy and structure, YouTube is your boss. It's going to make you or it's going to break you. But one of the things, like, for example, is when monetization gets taken away and YouTube will yes. say, hey, we're not monetizing you anymore because of reused content, for example. And then they don't mm -hmm. give examples. Why? It's 
some people might try and justify it, but to me, it's as, it's as ridiculous as, let's say, like my job, I go in there and, you know, I'm getting paid, you know, every two weeks, everything's going just fine. And at one point, my boss comes to me and says, hey, uh, bad news, we used, you can still work for us, but we're no longer paying you anymore. And I ask why. And they say, well, because you're using a phrase a few too many times. And I ask, what phrase is that? What can I improve on? They're like, nope, sorry, uh, we're not going to pay you. In 30 days, we'll reassess the situation. But you're still working for us. Yeah. And I, I mean, that that's how ridiculous it is at that point. You're really not given that context. So it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to start judging my English, what I'm saying? Am I supposed to completely act differently from what I'm doing? Am I just supposed to become a mute for the next 30 days and then reassess this with you and then I'm okay? Like, what's going on with that? Yep, exactly. If you're going to, you know, you know, not pay someone because they made a little issue, tell them the issue. And if you're still going to fire them, at least they'll know what not to try to do next time they go into a different company. And that is another situation as well, too, where uh, the bigger YouTubers, the ones who have, you know, several hundred thousand subscribers, even millions, when that happens, they go onto Twitter, they complain about it. Within eight hours, Team YouTube will eventually come back and be like, oh, sorry, we actually looked at this again. We re-reviewed your situation. This was actually just a mistake. Our bad. You have monetization again. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it seems like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, like you said, it's it's for people who have a lot of um, monetization, um, a lot of subscribers, and then you know the little guys, um, you know they're not getting they're not getting the help that they need, uh, sure. even though they they bring in a lot of money for YouTube in general too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no man, it's it's crazy, and you know, kind of going back to I guess you know being a YouTube you know full time. One of the reasons why I probably wouldn't do that is because, like, when I worked, when I worked for Source Gaming, what kind of got a little, I guess, under my skin was that the um, was like you have to deal with a lot of like social media stuff, sure. and for me, there's like a lot of negativity, and it can actually take a toll on you. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And and dude, like, it, it was kind of a first kind of experience for me like i'm i'm fine with it now because i've been exposed to it too much i guess but like now like back then it was just hard for me and then once um i quit i was like you know you know i don't care about that anymore but it's kind of nice because i'm not dealing with you know uh people not getting what i'm saying or trying to twist the words i'm saying you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's just and social media is like the modern day cigarette i it feel is. like It really is. Yeah, you still get those same dopamine rushes and everything. And uh, part of it as well, too, is you kind of have to take a little bit of a... You have to build a a, a barrier, I can say, and kind of set up boundaries and rules and such. One of the things that I've actually done this year that's really helped me out, yo, I was was addicted to comments. Loved always looking at comments, but there were times I was just constantly refreshing the comments page. Um, I actually, I haven't spoken publicly about this, but what I do now is, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Yeah, what I do now, point is, is I used to, you know, pry, and I still do this. Like, I, I used to pride myself on, you know, being the person I read the comments, I'll react to them, I'll reply, and people really do enjoy that uh, because it shows, you know, you're not just throwing your videos out to pasture and then ignoring your audience. Yes. But, um, and I, I take that to heart. But one thing is, I now have days where I don't look at comments at all. 
So Good. it might not even be like a, a lot of it was like, oh, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen if I do this? And I just tried it one day, not looking at comments. It was extremely hard to do. And the next day I went in, I reviewed and there was really nothing that was damning. Nothing bad was happening, etc. That's that's not to say, you know, that never, ever happens. But point is, I was kind of making a bigger deal of it in my head than it had to be. So when it came down to it, like what I do now is I like if you leave a comment on my video, I'll look at it. I might respond to it. Uh, I might react to it. I will still see it, though, but I might see it later because now, like throughout the week, there will be times where for a day or two, I won't look at comments at all. And then what I do is the days I do, I will set it so it's like, okay, I'm only going to look at them twice a day. And that's when I go through and I go through, you know, my comments held for review, my comments that were spam, my comments that were published, and, you know, I'll react or read or what have you. So I still see everything just at a later date. But even because of that, because I now like broke the cycle and I'm not constantly refreshing, um, for example, I might only spend 15 minutes you know, that day, if it's a comment day, I'll only spend 15 minutes in the comment section and I've seen everything I needed to. I got my work done. Good. I mean, that's always good. I mean, it's always good to take a break and kind of, you know, reevaluate what's going on rather than just focusing on like the comments people are making. And, you know, I mean, like I've done that, like I've basically I'm trying to take a lot of social media breaks recently. And I think yeah. I've been I, there was one day I didn't go on social media at all and it helped me quite a lot. Um, but the, the the funny part is and I mentioned this earlier I have the strangest stuff happen to me. Like if I were to sit down, <laughs> I would still get hit by a pole. That still affects me because like with social media, because like uh, I would take, so what was it? Two weeks ago, I tried to take a one week break from social media straight, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, I, um, I checked my, the only thing I wasn't taking a break of was YouTube. And, you know, because I like watching the videos, I just wasn't going to comment on anything. I go to the YouTube page and it says, Massive Smash Ultimate Leak. And I'm thinking, God, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> every, they, every time I want to leave, they pull me back in. God damn it. Oh, man. So what happened was I was like, okay, what's going on? So, and then I start, of course, my first reaction was to check Discord. And people are discussing it, and I eventually get in on a discussion, and I'm making, like, three or four memes about it. <laughs> like, one of my favorite things when leaks come out is I make a bunch of memes out of it. Sure. And I just, oh my god, I went ballistic. And then after that, I was like, what, what happened to the social media break I was going to make? You know, it's not too late to take that break. Yeah, no, I was actually going to plan on doing that next week. Mm-hmm. So that was the that was the plan for me. I mean, I, you want? Know I guess um, it would be a good segment into, uh, segue into the story I told you I was going to tell you before uh, we started recording. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it kind of relates to that whole ironic thing because so they, I, I said this basically the story that I'm you think I'm going to tell is going to be completely different by the end of it. Okay. Okay. So. The kind of start um, in my biology class um, for what I told you, I had four projects I'm doing. One of the projects I'm doing is a PowerPoint and the PowerPoint is about a list of topics that my professor suggested. Well, one of the topics she had on there was related to what's called dark matter. The thing is, 
It has nothing to do with biology. That is an astronomy thing. All right. And and I was like, okay, why is this on here? But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I'll take it because, first of all, biology is not my thing. Like, it is one of the – oh, my gosh. I don't – I can't learn stuff from biology worth a crap. Astronomy is my thing. So I was like, you know what? I will take that and stuff like that. Well, I had the idea, the clever idea – of doing a demo to demonstrate that. So I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mod my Switch. I'm going to mod my copy of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate to help demo it. Oh my god, that sounds amazing so far. Yep, so my plan was to basically take a character like Mario um, and make him invisible and face him against a character like Captain Falcon. And then I'd bring my Switch... Um, during that presentation day, and um, I would also expand the character selection screen because, like, there's unused entries in there relating to like some of the boss characters. I was gonna use sure. that as kind of like, um, uh, kind of hack those and make it so that way it looks like another character. Um, and I was gonna make all the renders invisible and stuff like that. Uh, and then it would be like an invisible character versus like Captain Falcon. And then I'd be like, okay, you don't know who this character is, but when you see the character fighting against Captain Falcon, you can actually see the traits of that character just by the damage he's doing to Captain Falcon and such, and that's the basis behind Dark Matter. We don't know what it is, but we know its traits based on the effects of it on the outside world. Oh, okay. So I was going to do that. Well... I kind of figured that uh, I figured how to do it and, and such. And then I was like, okay, so I have my switch hacked. So I, I, I'm going to be able to do the stuff that um, I won't normally be able to do. Um, so I had the, I, so basically um, instead of like, I basically had all these ideas in my head to test stuff, not even relating to the project I was doing. <laughs> So, so literally I started like, okay, well, that's good. So I'm going to go test this. So my first question was, what is the max number of characters the game uh, can render on the CSS? What is the max number of CSS icons uh, the game can render? So basically as a side thing, I started adding in like, um, uh, like a lot of blank icons and stuff just out of random, totally forgetting what my original purpose was. <laughs> and, and and literally, um, I actually managed to find that limit. I actually have a screenshot to show you. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Let's see. But basically, I found the limit of the character selection screen. Um, and what happens if you go over that limit is that the game fully crashes, basically. Okay. Um, here... Um, let me let me see because Twitter's running kind of slow uh, for me. But basically, here here is that character selection screen, um, and it's ninety one total spots okay, before awesome. before it crashes. So I was like, okay, you know what? Um, that's kind of kind of interesting. I wanted to see what the limit of the game was. Um, I, I made the joke that I took the derivative of the game CSS and set it equal to zero. Um, if you get that math joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you're finding. I, I I think like when I you find, you. yeah. But anyways, um, going back to what I was saying, basically yeah. I found that limit, 
and I posted on social media and it basically got a lot of likes like, oh, you know, the, you know, this could be the, the, the final CSS. Not not really at the time, just because, you know, it, it's just it's just a number, really. And it could be like the developers forgot to program something or, you know, something to make it shrink down. You know, what I mean, sure. So I'm like, OK, that's it. Well, I contact um, uh, this person's username is M. He's one of the co-admins of the TCRF, the cutting room floor. Yeah. And I let him know, like, hey, you know, you might want to add this to the CCRF because, you know, this is the limit of the CSS. It might be useful information. And he sends a reply and he says, Are, you know, that's interesting. It could be related to those um, 16 placeholder um uh, slots or what are found in the game and I was like wait what placeholders so he sends me a link and then I go to the TCRF I'm like oh yeah I remember those um basically um at the beginning of the uh the year there were some placeholder entries that were data mined from the game from the world of light files um basically in those files it showed um param entries for each of the characters, and then below all of that was, like, 16 entries that had, like, void in them and stuff like that. Sure. So I was like, okay, well, that's interesting, you know. They're probably not related. But then I took, so I took a picture of the, the CSS, and I kind of blew up on my monitor. I, for some reason, I had, like, this thousand-yard stare because I was just thinking about it and just um, thinking about it more and more. And literally, I counted up the CSS icons from uh, Incineroar onwards, like starting with Piranha Plant, if you look at the CSS. And sure. I counted them from there to um, the CSS icon next to me, Brawler. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that amount is 16. All right. So basically, my first thought was, you goddamn bastards. <laughs> you goddamn bastards um my my reaction was like okay this can't it's possible it's a coincidence but like it to me it, it was something that was intentionally implemented by the developers um just because like that is a number that you would think like i don't know it just yeah that clicked for me and that led me to, like, kind of, like, figuring out, like, some stuff. And, yeah, no, that's that's basically what happened. It turned from um, me doing a biology project to figuring out this. That's amazing. <laughs> I yeah. love how that works sometimes. Yeah, no, man. Like, oh, my God, dude. It's it's crazy. Like, I, I yeah, I, I just kind of crossed paths with that. I was like, man, this is, this is kind of crazy. And it kind of it kind of lead me leads me to think that maybe this limit was intentional, um, only because in, in, at least in planning, only because um, you know they don't want to program everything, but also that like yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna get that many characters, but like I just think that that limit might have been intentional and stuff like you know what I mean sure just dude it's it's crazy how like, at least we know now. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. That, that, that was that was basically my week. Like, going from something about a project to this out of randomness. <laughs> and so, this is, uh, oh, and the, yeah, I'm looking at your tweet. This was three days ago. Awesome. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah, quite new. Good to know. Yeah. 
So I, I'm winding down, of course, but uh, this is one thing I always ask uh, my guests before they get off here, and I always even discuss it myself, but I guess I'll ask you here. Uh, what games are you playing right now? Uh, well, obviously one of them is Smash Ultimate. Of course, we of course. Talking about, although I haven't really been playing it as much because I haven't had really the time to, but another thing I've been playing quite a lot is um, the e-reader levels from Super Mario Advance 4. Oh, okay. I never played those. I had an e-reader and everything growing up, but I, yeah, I never played those levels. I'm going to be honest, like, I actually got those levels from the, uh, the virtual console version on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. They actually, so surprising, um, trivia about that game, um, the e-reader levels weren't, like, baked into the game itself. They were legit DLC for the game. Um, they were actually stored in the save data, um, when you scanned them in. So, like, it was kind of, um, a prelude to some of the DLC Nintendo does now, which is kind of amazing. Um, but because of that, um, uh, you couldn't just use a simple cheat device. I originally thought you could. Um, but when Nintendo released this, apparently they, in, in a weird way, they kind of hacked the game because all the levels in the game like, if you were to store them, would actually not be physically possible in the retail version. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, huh. so, like, I think there was, like, a limit of 30 levels it could have, and there's, like, 34 e-reader levels they released. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they actually hacked the game to kind of support that. Um, so, because of that, it's actually recommended to dump the ROM from the Virtual Console version rather than dumping it from, like, a GBA cart and trying to apply it yourself or something. Yeah, wow. I mean, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so I did that, and then um, I've been playing it on my Switch via Android for a little mm-hmm. while. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Some little, I'm going to be honest, there's some unique level design in there. Um, the only issue is... Um, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I don't know. My my, my computer kind of oh no, did it's all good. Funky. It's all good. <laughs> okay, okay, but like no, um, the the weird part about it is that um, Super Mario Bros. Three, unlike other games, has no checkpoints, and these levels are like kind of longer than the traditional Super Mario Bros. Three level, so there's more risk involved. Gotcha. I did not know. Yeah, I know almost nothing about these levels. Yeah, no. Some of them weren't even localized. Um, this The Wii U version was the first time they localized them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. But yeah, no, I've been been playing that. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. I've been playing very few games recently. Um, but I've just been hammering out that game. And, yeah. Gotcha. I guess uh, the stuff I've been playing, I actually, funny enough, I've been playing more than usual. Uh, I've just been, you know, now explicitly making the time for it more so, uh, forcing myself less TV movie binging, more game playing. Because it even got to a point where I was kind of just like, I really don't like that I'm not playing games right now. Um, I still do, but I, I just... I could use that time for, you know, something more interactive and such, um, which games are, you know, kind of my interactive thing that I'll do just like something with my hands and thinking and, you know, my yeah. eyes all over the TV, as opposed to just, you know, watching a show. So some of the games I've played, um, at least the ones I've beat this month, uh, I ended up 
never thought I'd buy a game like this. This is another game that was uh, published by Radalika Games, and I, I don't remember I, if I spoke about this in last month's episode. Um, but in short, they are a publisher that I've been liking recently. They've been putting some of their titles on the Switch for like three, four, five bucks. Um, but I ended up picking up a football game. That's the name of this game. And it's like I looked it up. It was $4 when it went up on the eShop. And you can beat it within an hour. But I looked at the description of it, and it seemed interesting to me. And I don't really want to spoil it too much for anybody who might want to check it out. But it starts off, I think you're in, I want to say it takes place in the 80s or so. And you're a high school, like you're a high school football player, and you're a senior. And your goal is, you know, you wake, it's, it's a point and click game as well too Mm -hmm. and nice like pixel art and everything but point is you wake up in your room you're getting over a hangover and you have to meet your girlfriend at the game and that's about all the context you have and it's just they don't spoon feed everything to you i actually beat this game twice i beat it like one day and then i had to look it up and beat it the next day and then i had to look it up further just to kind of like fill some of the the holes and such so Mm -hmm. it's cool because it's one of those games where it will give you the story but they also want you to create your own story out of it to fill in the gaps so that's what i've liked about it. it's one of those experiences i haven't had in a while and you know it was it was short enough that i got to check it out um that's cool yeah, that was really interesting. Uh, I'm playing The Witcher 3 right now on Switch, of course. Uh, just finished up another visual novel, uh, Root Letter, which I had heard this was one of the best visual novel games on the Vita, and it was it was okay. Unfortunately, yeah. it was just it was it was just okay. Like I've liked visual novels. I've been playing them recently, and I had said that this was like the best technical one I'd played. Like. It, it ran real smooth at full 60 frames a second. There was plenty of animation on the screen, so you know you don't get bored playing through it. The menu system is really nice. These seem like very basic things to compliment, but it's just when you're talking about a visual novel where the whole goal of it is just reading, those really do help out over the course of those hours. But the problem is with this compared to the other ones I've played, I played through it once and I was like, okay, there's four more endings. I don't care to get them. Yeah... Yeah, that yeah, that just honestly games with multiple endings, I have no intentions of just getting that unless you get like something extra. Mm-hmm. Unless there's something compelling, like to sure. me, to me if there's like post game content, then I'll probably do it. But if there's like oh you know special graphics or something, I, it's kind of like Super Mario World where they change the colors to like fall and stuff. It's like oh that's neat, but I don't really want to find all the dragon coins and and stuff. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, another game I've been playing a lot is the uh, the mobile port of uh, Sonic 2. The mobile port of... How is that? It's actually... I'm going to be honest. It's the best version of Sonic 2. Really? It is. It's done by Christian Whitehead, the guy who's um, done oh, Sonic Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how... He, I, he got hired for doing stuff like that, too, right? Yeah, not, they not the ports, but he did like the ROM hacks and such. Yeah, and surprisingly, they haven't been released on console yet. We will besides Sonic CD, and so because I have Android on my Switch, I've been kind of enjoying them that way through like the dock and stuff. And dude, those games look amazing. But what I will say though uh, about Sonic Two is um, just one one thing, and that is uh, uh, fuck uh, fuck Metropolis Zone. 
I hate that zone. Okay. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, dude. I, I hate that zone to death. I, I, I assume you've played it, obviously. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's... Have you, like, this... completed it at all, or...? Yeah, I did. The Sonic games are... I mean, they're great, but they're also so frustrating at the same damn time. They could... Yeah, no, Sonic... Sonic 2, oh my god, Metropolis Zone. Why do you have, like, traps, like... <laughs> in that zone like jesus christ dude i oh my god uh even in the mobile port it's still infuriating <laughs> mm-hmm. so no yeah, doubt man. sonic 3 in my honest opinion had the best like difficulty curve mm-hmm. had the best zones in my opinion yeah i think you know I, my favorite out of the more recent ones is without a doubt sonic mania but that's also the freshest one in my head like i absolutely yeah. loved that game <laughs> Yeah, no, I really love the remixes T-Lopes did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, th- there's been that. There's so many other games I could talk about I've been playing as well, too. I guess the, the last two I'd want to talk about. Um, my friend Pedro, I've actually been eyeing this for a hot minute. And uh, I think I'd initially seen like Source Gaming cover it, funny enough. But I know it came out digitally on Switch a while ago, and I've just been holding out for a physical edition it came out this week. I've been playing it. And for anybody who has not played this, this is kind of a two and a half D side scrolling shooter where you, you're a dude in a mask, you wake up, and there is a talking banana named Pedro. And you need to kill a bunch of people. That's about the basis of it, and it is fantastic. <laughs> I I've been hearing about the reviews of that game and I I've been kind of interested in it, but I have no funds, so I'm like, okay, wish list. <laughs> I, I hope that that gets satisfied on your wish list, because I can tell you it is a fantastic game so far. I've pretty much, like, e- each night I've been playing enough where I- I've been playing to a boss. Like, I will start, and then I will get to the point where I beat a boss, and then I can put it down that night. So I can, I can you know, put 30, 40 minutes in. And apparently it's only like a two or three hour game, something like that, but it's so fun. There's also like slow down, like so Matrix style bullet time stuff and just a lot of cool shit. It's it's an extremely cool game and I can truly say that the game is bananas. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, there, There's one game that I've been trying to get on the Switch because I played it on the Wii U and it's, I, I didn't complete it all the way, but I want to complete it. It's Freedom Planet. Uh, I picked that up. I have a physical copy of it. I haven't played it yet, though. I really want to get the the physical copy uh, from Loaded Run Games. It's it's not a bad game. Um, a lot of people say the story is pretty childish, but it's I don't mind it myself. Sure, it's 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 not bad, you know. Yeah. And of course, it's like, you know, I don't know. People complain about childish stories. Like, dude, I'm playing a game where your you, your friend is a talking banana. Come on, and yes. that's a rated M game. <laughs> exactly so (laughs) yeah yeah no there's been a i need to i do need to fire up freedom planet though and then like the last game i I guess i can talk about here i haven't finished this one yet but uh, i'm playing it thanks to game pass and i'm thinking of other games i could talk about but no i'm gonna hold myself um no i'm playing this thanks to game pass is after party uh this was i i think i beat this was it earlier this year it was either earlier this year or it was last year. Uh, the developers also worked on Oxenfree, which is kind of another like 2.5D style game where it's extremely story-driven. And uh, you you have either... You, 
I think you're either in high school or college. I'm going to assume high school here, but no, since there's drinking, let's just say college. Um, in Oxenfree, you're with some friends at the beach. Some weird shit happens, and you figure out you can control time, and there's all these like time loops and stuff. You need to figure out what's going on. And that's, like again, two, three, four-hour game. But After Party is the next game this studio has made, and it's really good. It's just um, it's yourself and one of your friends. You get to play as two different characters, but you're at a lame college party, and then all of a sudden, everything goes crumbling around you, and you find out that 10 minutes ago, you died, and you went to hell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and your goal is you need to figure out, because you're in the middle of getting processed. You don't get processed, so you have to wait until the next day, but then you're trying to get out. That's your goal, to get out of hell, and the only way to do that is to outdrink Satan. Oh my gosh, wait, I've seen the trailer for that game. It looks so good. It's really good. I can't recommend it Dude. enough. Although, the, the only thing I'm running into... So, I'm playing it on Xbox One X, and the performance is weird on there. You wouldn't... Like, I played Oxenfree on there, and you wouldn't think this is that bad, but it's choppy. It's kind of going all over the place. There's a lot of stuttering, is what I can explain. And then I noticed, like, do, do you know what FreeSync is? FreeSync, uh, no. So that is uh, AMD's version of G-Sync. And uh, okay. what G-Sync and FreeSync do are uh, they take your refresh rate on your monitor and they make it variable. So that way, whenever your frame rate drops, it also ends up dropping your refresh rate. And the main benefit of that is you don't lose, you, you don't have any type of screen tearing, okay. which is great. And I've had that set up on my TV supports uh, FreeSync. So I've had FreeSync on my Xbox One X enabled. And I was just like, I was just standing in the game and I wasn't noticing anything too bad. But all of a sudden, like I checked my TV status and it was like 59, 48, 47, 36, 57, 58. <laughs> like it was just the refresh rate was going all over the place. So this is one of those games where I'm playing it on literally right now the most powerful console but it's not fully optimized it's not it's not anything that would really hinder your enjoyment of the game but it mm -hmm. is annoying when you're just walking from one side of the room to the other and you're just getting stuttering and pausing in the game jeez man that's oh i hate games like that just so many variables yeah it's weird and again i i didn't have this issue with oxen free at all so i don't know what's going on with after party compared to that but uh, aside from the performance issue there it's a great game and that's another one i can really uh recommend as well yeah no i'll look into it uh, i was really blown away by the trailer um i think it was in the uh, playstation um state of play or whatever oh right on yeah so yeah i seen that yeah i'll have to look into it uh how is game pass by the way Oh my god, dude, it's fantastic. I've been so I, you know, I, I'm I'm one of those people. I'm not a fan of the Xbox One. I'm not crazy about it. Um, and technically, Game Pass isn't Xbox exclusive. But it's also on PC, but it has gotten me to use my Xbox One more. It's really great how you can just go to Game Pass and another game I'm playing. I'm not going to talk about my thoughts on it yet, but The Outer Worlds. I was like, oh, this game looks really cool. Oh, it's out on Game Pass day one. Sure, I'll just download it. I, I'll put it like this. It's It feels like when Netflix was truly awesome, like eight bucks a month to stream and it had everything on there. It's like that, but with video games, there are games that go off of Game Pass, but all the Microsoft stuff is going to get on there. So Gears 5, the Halo games, all their future stuff will get on there as well too. The best way I can explain it is, you know the appeal that people have, like ideally, let's say, 
a lot of people they want to modify their game system so they can fill it up with a ton of games and that way they can just fire up their system and they have access to endless amounts of games yeah that's exactly how game pass feels like it, it it's dirty to me it feels like back when i you know first discovered i had like you know my my reset glitch hacked xbox 360 and loaded up with a ton of games or you have like a flash cart for your favorite system for example okay it feels dirty like that because it's the exact same experience, except it's a nicer UI because there's images and all that stuff, and it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I have nothing but good things to say about Game Pass. Damn, dude. Honestly, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out once I get like a proper gaming rig and once they fully flesh out their PC version like that. Yes, that looks- yeah, I mean it's uh, it's at the point now. One one b- big thing I can say they're doing a lot of you know free stuff like the two week trials or the three months for a dollar, what have you. I mean you got to realize Microsoft is bringing back putting games into cereal boxes. They are literally giving out memberships and like trials for Game Pass in cereal. Really? Yeah, yeah, Damn. I love that. <laughs> and did you did you see that tweet where they had like the Discord Nitro bundle and then the um. Oh, what was it? The uh, Game Pass and then what else? Spotify? Spotify. I, I've seen that. I actually, I have it saved. I need to do that. I haven't done that yet, but maybe I'll do that tomorrow. That's just a ridiculous bundle, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, because the thing is, they, they want to just hook people in. They want, you know, they're trying to get the hardware out there because they're still trying to push the Xbox hardware, and they want people to get on that service. And then once you have Game Pass for three months, a lot of people are not going to quit. At that point, they're going to be all like, wow, I got like hundreds of dollars worth of value out of this. So, yeah, I'll gladly pay 15 bucks a month. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, what I'm actually kind of hoping for is that, I mean, I think they said it in their London conference or whatever they had here was it yesterday yeah um they said that they want uh, x cloud to factor into game pass um yes somehow (laughs) and (laughs) it kind of makes me hope and there was rumors about this earlier this year of them maybe bringing game pass to switch and using x cloud for the heavier titles yeah yeah and maybe even i had heard that and i was also hearing like for for the non-heavy titles um like something like let's say this actually just came out like new super lucky's tale for example um if that's available in, it is available in game pass to my knowledge pretty sure so if you yeah. can access that in game pass say you can play it through the switch natively through game pass yeah we've we can xbox live is on the switch in some capacity that's insane to me that is insane i don't have they added xbox live support to cuphead yet or any of their games because then that i don't know i don't have any of the any of those like microsoft based titles and i know cuphead yeah any okay look we've been here for over two hours right (laughs) you're gonna criticize the podcast at this point you should have done it earlier i know that cuphead is not a first party microsoft title but it's very much pushed by microsoft yeah yeah they said they were gonna add xbox life support at some point i just don't know if it's um, been added at all because i have the game and i don't haven't had any updates for it recently so i don't gotcha. know maybe it's kind of making me a little suspicious because like why are they waiting so long to do that 
I think mm-hmm. maybe they're just trying to wait for like the, the perfect rollout and perfect way to do it. And these things will take time as well, too. Uh, Nintendo has been very slow, good or bad, depending on how it is. They've been very slow to add additional things. Like, for example, we, I think the, the first, you know, people running Netflix on Switch, we still don't have it. The first app we get, <laughs> which is months and months and months into its life cycle, was Hulu. So we get that. Yeah. We get some random comic book reader. Uh, we have YouTube, which is cool. But aside from that, there's really, like, nothing else multimedia-wise on the Switch. Yeah, exactly. I just, I laugh, because it's like, why? Like, why Nintendo? Well, I feel like, on the flip side, they might be doing this to kind of weed out some of that to their advantage. And uh, essentially what I believe is they are pushing gaming first. And yes, it is a game system. Yes, there's games available. But they're like, no... We believe we want it to be a game system to the point where we are going to starve that out as well, too. It this is cartridge based. You're not going to be able to load a CD in here or load a DVD or load a Blu-ray. You can't load your media onto your SD card either, aside from just like photos and you know, short, you know, clips that are recorded on there. But they're just like, look, we are going to make this and push it to be a game system to the point where it's like yeah, we, we really don't want to, we, we don't want this to be Netflix machine, Plex machine, Cody machine. I'm not even talking about like, you know, piracy or anti-piracy. It's just like, they, I feel like they're doing that on purpose. So they're just like, no, your first and foremost thing, if you're going to pick up the Switch, you're not picking it up to have it be a YouTube player. You're not picking that up to have it be an internet browser. You're picking it up to play a damn game. Or you can believe the conspiracy theory that Hulu paid them hush money to only have Hulu on the Switch. The, the, yeah, that, that could certainly be a thing as well, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I see your explanation is, is more likely, even though the conspiracy theory is more fun to believe, honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think I could see, yeah, I think Nintendo might be pushing the Switch mm-hmm. as more of a gaming-centric thing. Um, but... I don't know. Some of the decisions they've been making is just so weird, especially relating to their online service. Uh, like how it's, I guess how like OG Xbox Live seems to be more feature rich than what we have right now. OG Xbox Live functions better than Nintendo's online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft got it right twenty years ago. Exactly. <laughs> PCs had it right even before that too. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, it's it's crazy. The fact that I even have to mod my Switch just to play some retro titles, too, is just like, you would think they would have, I, they're not obligated to do this. They, they can do whatever they want, I understand. But, like, when the Wii U has a better, like, virtual console catalog than the Switch. Yes. Hell, but, the Wii- yeah, go but ahead. at the same time, I was going to say, uh, what has the better online gaming setup, the Wii U or the Switch? Because bo- both are kind of bad. I'm going to be honest. I actually think the Wii U is And that was bad. That was bad. It was. At least it didn't have me use a smartphone to do voice chat. Yeah. I See, I'm one of those people, like, I... I really don't play online, but when I saw that stuff, I was like, nope, that's it. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not trying to prioritize multiplayer games on Switch. So I, I remember I talked with some people on my Discord once about it, and one person was like, okay, so you're saying if the, multi, if the multiplayer setup wasn't that good, you're not going to use it? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not hurting me that I'm not playing multiplayer, but if they're going to make it that stupid that I need a whole other device to access this properly, I'm like, no, I'm just not going to go through with it. 
I mean, at least with the Wii U, you had the Wii U gamepad, and that came with the console. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, I, I mean, okay, granted, most people have smartphones nowadays. I mean, it's kind of the way of the world, but still, I mean, it'd be better just to use Discord, honestly. Do you not have phones? Exactly. <laughs> just, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy, man. Well, it, what's also crazy, too, is that third-party developers are actually implementing native voice chat. And I heard about that. What game was that in? Um, Fortnite actually has that. Okay. Uh, and like some other games too, but like Nintendo feels like the stingy grandpa who feels like doing something more complicated is better than using something that they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's just, you know, I don't, I just want to fish. I don't have to use like an extender of the fishing pole. You know what I mean? Like the, it, oh my, it's a weird analogy. Exactly. It, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm one of those people, even like when I was last playing online, I remember I would, because uh, uh, typically like I'd be playing like at my desk, for example, and so I have my PC here and everything, and I remember I would just, I would use Discord, or we went through a few, but the last thing we used, friends and I would just call each other on Discord, and then play on our consoles that way, we wouldn't even use the party systems on there, so even to talk with friends and such... I wasn't using the systems that PlayStation and well Sony and Microsoft were giving to me in the first place, but I still think that these should be in place. And even with that, it goes beyond the voice chat. Just like the the whole invite system, what's going on with that on Switch? I don't get it. Oh, here's an interesting little tidbit that I heard. I think it was from a comment via Discord developer um, on Reddit. They actually tried to submit proposals for Discord integration with the Switch. Sure. And Nintendo denied them. Uh, what was the reason? <laughs> um, I don't know. They just denied them. All right. Like, they just <sighs> denied them. But the funny part is, the guy who um, was a developer, um, this was around the time that Android on Switch was coming out, said that if it was going to release, he could potentially make a special version of Discord, an unofficial Discord build that took advantage of the Switch's features in Android mode. That would be really cool. That would have been awesome. Although Nintendo wouldn't have been very happy about it. No, but I mean, what are they gonna do? I mean, they did. They denied him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Oh well. Yeah. A- anyways, let's go ahead and put a bone wrap this up here but uh martin you know it's been an awesome two and a half hours thank you so much for coming on here it's much appreciated and uh if, if anybody wants to talk with you or or you know interact with you further where can people find you you can find me on my twitter um that one martini although my tag has a um well for some reason someone already uh, someone else already had that one martini so i had to go you know that one m-a-r-t one and i all right. So, so that's that's my tag. Um, you can find me on YouTube, although I don't really have anything uploaded. Um, if you want to stare at my YouTube channel, that'd be awesome, I guess. Uh, um, um, that's pretty much it for me. Um, nothing really else. Just, just that. Right on. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, drop your links in the description on the uh, the YouTube upload here. Uh, anyways, I'm I'm Mr. Mario 2011, of course. Uh, if you've made it to the very end here, thank you very much. It's much appreciated. Uh, as always, you know, I recommend if you want to leave a comment, uh, leave a comment on the YouTube upload on the Mr. Mario 2011 channel. And of course, if you want to listen to this or future episodes, look up Mario's Minute on uh, most of your favorite podcasting platforms or applications. Uh, one last thing I like to do. 
at, at the end of these episodes, I like to, if I remember, which I am, uh, pick a keyword. And if somebody uses this keyword in their YouTube comment, we will know that they made it to the very end of this episode. So I like to kind of push this off on the guest when the guest ends up, uh, when the guest comes on here. But Martin, what do you think our keyword should be? What should be the keyword? Um, I'm feeling Flintstones, so yeah, but Flintstones, okay. <laughs> yeah, Flintstones so, should be the word. All right, so if anybody wants to talk about how much they love the Flintstones or that horrible canceled Flintstones uh, Dreamcast game, or if they had to take <laughs> Flintstones gummy vitamins or the hard ones, the, oh, man, those things were like chalk when eating when I was a kid. They were awful. Yeah, keyword Flintstones. If you use that very unique word in your YouTube comment, we will know that you made it to the end of this episode. All right. Yeah. So anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching and listening, everyone, and until next month. Granddad.